Let's go. You know what it is. This is the DC Incentives Podcast. And Mm -hmm. you know what it is. We got yours truly. I'm here. The host. And right besides me, you already know who it is. It's Nyron. Hello. (laughs) And we got a special guest here. Yo, if y'all remember last time where we was at an event, uh, get to the bag event, and right now he's here about to give us gems. Please, let's give him a drum roll. Introduce yourself. Thanks, man. Thanks. My name is Handsome Kelly. Shall I leave it at that or introduce the whole thing? Like, whatever you want, man. All right, well, my name is Hanson Kelly. I'm a full-time day trader and financial coach, as well as a trading coach. So what I do is I teach others how to, to trade the financial markets, as well as how to utilize their credit to build wealth. Okay. Okay. That's a great intro. Great intro. We need that in these economic times, for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. It's going to be a good episode. I can already see it. If you're going to say that, you're going to get me going. You're going to get me going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's go. All right. So let, let's let's go with the questions. All right. So talk about yourself. Talk about, you know, your, 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 a summary of yourself. What, what made you get, you know, financially free? Everything. All right. Um. Well, let me start with talking about myself financially free wise. Well, one day, one day I was uh, working and um, I was working some youth. So I don't know the exact year. It had to be, I don't know the exact year, but I was doing some youth. And I know that on our paycheck would be $337 and like something cents. I've got the actual cents, but I knew it was 337. So one month, I want to say, yeah, I, I was working at SQPA. So I was doing okay. some youth with them. And then, um, uh, yeah, the paycheck was like three thirty-seven. Like we would get that for some of you. And one month I spent fifteen hundred dollars. And I remember because like I, 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 I was tracking it down. And then from there, I was like, how the hell did I spend this much money? I wasn't even making that much money. So then from there, I like decided to like, all right, like I gotta figure out how to how is it. Hold on, can I curse on here? Yes, you can. Uh, I'm just asking because things gonna like pull off, and I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to, you know, just come off that way, but. But yeah, so I was like, you know, tracking my things down and writing my numbers. And I was like, I don't even make that much money. So how can I spend that much money? And that's when I realized, obviously, I'm spending way more than what I had coming in. So from there, um, I tried to figure out, like, how can I find out more about finances and how it works? So I did what made the most sense at that time because I didn't have money. So I went to the library and I uh, found this book called Money Master the Game. And then from there, um, yeah, that was like a pretty much a cheat code to it but besides that um well besides that book as well i just started reading just reading about like money overall and seeing what works what they work for others and once i got that said i mean i was good to go okay so 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 i don't want to backtrack too far back but um before you started working with kids can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing what led you to working with those kids and exactly what you spent that week to spend fifteen hundred dollars no 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 it wasn't it wasn't that week it was the entire month so the entire month of so looking, looking looking back, especially at that time too, looking back, um, I mean I was just probably just bullshitting around, like um going out with friends, um girls, you know, shit like that, uh, buying sneakers, because 
that's also when like I just really got like you know some I guess at that time I felt was a good paying job. So obviously you know especially where we come from you know we're gonna when we get money first thing we do is splurge. Right, it's like you know, oh, I wish I had these shirts, sneakers, all that stuff. So Facts. you know, just you know, buying things that didn't really, I didn't really need to buy. So uh, I spent right. a lot of things on that. But what got me into like, uh, well, I guess working with kids overall was um, I worked at IS8, and um, I worked there again for some youth, and then from there I, they just liked me. They brought me back on. But besides that, though, um, I mean, my upbringing, my mom like all the kids used to always be at my house so my mom would always like you know take care of all of us and looking back i don't know how the hell she did it because we were like extremely poor and uh, looking back it's, it's funny because you don't realize how tough you had it growing up until you you know see memes and stuff about like things I had back then you're like oh that was me <laughs> like you know like sometimes you you go you go to sleep for dinner <laughs> like you know you do that or, or that like, was you <laughs> yeah like you know, and then like sometimes the lights would be off and it's like, okay, the lights is off tonight. I didn't know that it was like, that's not a normal thing that's supposed to happen. But like, you know, even like, you know, I guess quote unquote struggle meals. So those things as well. I mean, it's, I mean, looking back, I, I feel it was needed because, you know, a lot of people, well, a lot of people, they forget, you know, those things, but those things are what makes you, you know, either better or, or for worse. So I don't ever take those things for granted, you know, when I do look back from that. All right. And you're from Queens, New York, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. South Jamaica. Born and South Jamaica. Oh, yeah. South Jamaica, Queens. You already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all from Queens here. So, you know, we, we all, we didn't necessarily all grow up in the same neighborhood, but, but you know, we're all from the same area, right. to, to be quite honest. So, so you're working at a summer program. Did you finish My college at the time? A million no. questions. He oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm the questions guy. No, I'm you're you're great. You're you're great. Another thing as well. Um, let me let me come back to this part because I didn't start off reading Money Master the Game, so that was an error. I read it. I've got what book I read for starters, but I eventually read Money Master the Game, and to me, that's like a financial bible. So a quick um quick lesson is anyone who's watching this, you know, if you need help with money. It's a very long book, but Money Master Game, I feel like a financial Bible. It goes into personal finance. It goes into investing into the stock market. It goes into um, ETFs. Like it literally gives you what you need. And it's from those, it's like an interview from those who are great in those fields. So I highly recommend you guys take a, take some thoughts in doing that. Is that from Tony Roberts? Yeah, Tony 100%. Robert. Yeah, Tony Roberts. Okay. Right. And he has a follow-up book called um, Unshaken, but that one is not the same. I have it over there too, Money Master again. Yeah, it's over there. But yeah, that, that book is incredible. So I just want to walk through the journey of how you became who you are. So we went through childhood. Sometimes where it was a little rough, but your mom always able, was always able to provide. She was sort of like a superhero, can I say? Yeah, um, majority of what I what I do and then like how I am as a person is from her, her upbringing, right? Oh, Whether it, it was me, uh, you know, um, philanthropy, my entrepreneurship, helping others out as well. It's from her. Or even me just being rebellious. Like that, I was raised on a sense of always ask questions and question everything. So sometimes that helped me out and sometimes that got me in some shit. But uh -huh. I mean, overall, it worked out for me. Like um, it came to a point where, you know, I was a kid and I'm acting teachers, like, why are we learning this? Right. And it's like, right. you're not supposed to, like looking back, it's like, how the hell is like, how dare you? You're a little kid asking an adult why they're doing their job. Like, just do the work. You know, but looking back is like, I again, I felt that helped me out. It just made me realize and see, like, you know, a lot of things just weren't for me. And, um, mm -hmm. and to answer your question, I didn't go to college. So I am a, um, a college administra administration dropout. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's what I call myself. You got accepted, but, uh, but you didn't go. 
Not even that. I did, I went to go try and get accepted, but I just didn't go. Like that was really okay. what it was. Is this um and even what that happened? too, like yeah. So the, the main reason why I decided not to go to college is because when I was a junior, I was looking to statistics of those getting a, 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 a job within their field. And at that time, it was like the late 20%. I don't know the exact number right now, but it was like 20%. So it's like, let's say like 29%. And the year before that, it was in the 30s. And the year before that, it was like late 30s. So I realized that every year it kept going down from someone getting a job within the, uh, the graduating field. So I said to mm-hmm. myself, like, and then also my sister at that time, uh, she was still in student loan debt. So I said to myself, like, I don't want to be 37 years old still paying back student loan. I don't see the, the reason for me to go to college. So even that as well, because like, you know, throughout my whole journey, my mom always been supportive of me. Um, and if I'm wrong, she'll like, well, you're wrong. Now let's do this. Like she'll teach me those lessons that way. So she said, right. Like, what are you going to do if you don't go to college? I said, right, I'll get a trade. Right. So at that time I decided to become an exterminator. And it's mainly because like they were making $1,600 a week. You just have to go and get certified for it. Yeah. Oh, exterminators. Really? Yeah. They, well, now it's probably more than that, but exterminators, they make, if man, if you call me up and I go do, let's say I take care of pest problems for you, that's like $800 minimum, like just for me to go do that. And if I'm working for a company, I'll probably get a little less than that. But, you know, if I'm working on my own, I'm definitely getting $1,000 for it. It's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a very good business. But, um, but yeah, so I decided to do that. And um, in the process of me becoming certified, that's when I found out about trading. And I already know you guys are going to ask that question. So. Oh yeah, no, we're, we're coming to it. It's it's yeah. happening. We just we just want to establish a journey of how you got to where you are. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so walk me back to that summer. So it's the summer. Yeah, so back to got the summer. this job right. working with kids, right? right. Get that three hundred fifteen dollar check. Three you have a monthly yeah. expense of fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. What happens? I went broke. Well, I didn't go broke, broke, but it's like I'm <laughs> overspending. Like looking back, if you're spending more than you have coming in, you're pretty much. You know, in due time, you're going to be broke. So, like, mm-hmm. again, it's just like I just went to a library, got a book about money, and then I started reading about that. And then from there, it went from book to book. Um, and then it came to personal development. I started reading other stuff from there as well. With also, I got to network marketing, but I'm a little fast forward in the story. But back to um, the whole um, the month and everything, I mean, yeah, I was just overspending. It's really like nothing like deep or like a huge. Uh, Jim, from that, I just spent more than I had coming in. I had to do something different because obviously I wanted more money, especially where you guys, we all come from. Like you look right. around, you see the flash and everything. You want that. You don't live like that. And you don't live like that spending more than you have coming in. So some some shit got to change. <laughs> right. Like what even inspired you to go to the library and get that book, that specific book? Like that's that's such a huge shift in your life, right? Because you, I want, I'm not going to say you were lost or anything, but you kind of had like a, a steady job working with kids. You had this monthly expense and suddenly you read a book and it's like your life changed on a dime. What so, happened? So from around us, I mean, like those who had money were either drug dealers or they're like, you know, on their way to the NBA. Then we just, they never look back. Well, maybe the rappers, right? Because, well, not really rappers, but we see that. Um, I didn't want to do drugs. I didn't want to be a drug dealer. Um, so it's like accident wasn't really helpful. And then um, going to like rappers, rap wasn't my thing. Um, not my thing, but like, I'm not a rapper. I can't rap. So like, that was out of question. And then like, you know, asking my mom, she always like tell me like basic stuff, like, you know, don't spend more than you have coming in. So like, who can I go to about that? I don't know any rich person. And then like, again, like the rich people who we do know about, they write books. So I was like, well, <laughs> if they wrote a book about it, Maybe that'll help me out. So I just thought that through and 
it helped out. <laughs> like, and it's funny because like, um, you know, like, uh, especially black people, you know, as we don't like to read books, but a lot of times, you know, like the whole saying goes, you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. Put it in a book, things right. Change, things change now with social media. We have more access and availability. But back then at that, around that time, it's just, I want to know. So like, let me go and read a book. And it was difficult because I didn't like reading, especially in school, like, you know, but I realized the reason why I didn't like reading was because the things I was reading wasn't interesting to me. Like, I don't care about Harry Potter. I don't care about Twilight. I don't care about the mice and men, that story. I don't care about that. So during school, that's why I didn't engage, you know, like literacy and stuff, because I didn't care for it. But like learning about something that's going to impact me, impact my wallet, I care about that. So I just like, I stay like, even what I read now, and it's because some people ask me to like, hell, what are you reading today? Or no, what are you reading this week? And I tell them like, what I'm reading, it may not benefit you because I'm reading things that's good. Like what I'm personally going through right now, is going to help me out. Like, so if I tell you what I'm reading, yeah, you know, you may want to read it, but it may not help you out for right now. You may need to read something that deals with your certain your, um, current situation. That's going to help you in, in coming with a solution. So like, um, so it, it boils down to that. But yeah, to sum that whole part up, I just continue to focus on what things are going to help my situation out and shy away from things that's like, it's going to waste time. But um, okay. it, was, it was hard reading, honestly, because like, you know, I, sometimes I'll read like, 10 pages and be like, I'm done. So <laughs> that's all it took, huh? Wait, is it uh, so, yeah, your, your thing went Yeah, yeah, there. sorry, sorry. My camera's kind of like in and out. I'm, I'm fixing it. But don't worry about it. Just just keep going. Okay, okay. But yeah, like um, I read like 10, 10 pages and I'm like, God damn, like you know, it's it was like mentally challenging. And then from there I just stay consistent with that. And 10 turned into like 30, 30 turned into more. And you know, I started reading a book and I kept reading and it just became very beneficial and, and good. But um, I, Tony I Robbins, like, Tony Robbins, that was your first book? No, no, no. See that that's that's why I want to go back with the story. That wasn't my first actual book. I initially got to that. The first actual okay. book, I don't know off the top of my head as of right now. Um, I want to say it was um, probably Stephen Covey's. Um, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. I, I believe it was that. I don't want to quote myself on it, but looking back, I think that was the first one I read. And then from there, things just took off. And again, it just, I was in a personal finance section and I just, that just caught my eye. It was the whole covenary stuff. So, but yeah, but um, if I had looked at other books that wasn't really appealing, I obviously didn't pick it up and that was the reason why. Gotcha. Okay. So now that is there any more questions, Nairo? I'm sorry. I mean, there's always going to be questions. I did this part specifically for all of us. Go ahead. You sure, Rich? Yes. All right. All right. Fine. Perfect. So, so you read that book. Right. You got the expenses. You got the income. What was your next step? What happened then? Apply the info. Well, next step as in like um, what got me there. Oh, perfect. All right. So. I started uh, network marketing, and that's where everything really changed. Like that's when but I really why got network into... marketing. Like, like why'd you even choose that? So um, one day, me and my friend at that time, he was talking to this girl, and um, he's like, "Yo, like she invited us over, you know, to some some type of event." I'm like, "I'm down. Like, you know, girls gonna be there. I'm down." <laughs> so okay. So we both went up there, and then um, it was a presentation, and then like I'm watching it, I'm like, 
I didn't really care for it because I'm thinking like, you know, we're here for something else, but all right, we're here, we're watching, whatever. <laughs> we got free, it wasn't free food, it was like free snacks, you know, drinks and stuff. So we're watching and um, it was a presentation to a, a travel company and everything was just amazing. And then the, like the actual person who was there, I saw pictures of her as well. So, you know, the way she presented it, you know, she was traveling places, she was driving BMW. I'm like, yo, this is it. Like, we got it. We, we found it. Like, we don't got to do this other shit no more, man. We found it, man. So I jumped, I jumped in and um, and that started personal development. And that's when I realized, like, yo, the world is actually different. But um, all of this would never happen if the exposure of network marketing didn't come into play. And I feel mm. that, um, especially, you know, again, where we come from, we're exposed to the same stuff. We're exposed to, you know, the cars and everything, you know, but again, it's like, if you have this money, drug dealer, right? Or like, you know, gotta be an athlete or, you know, um, a rapper, like without that, you're not getting it. So like, right. the fact that we're exposed to that changes everything. So being exposed to our marketing and seeing that you don't have to go that route, right? You can do personal development. You can um, work on yourself more you know, apply these small things and then you can live that type of lifestyle. It's like, oh shit. I was like, you know, let's jump into it. So I started doing network marketing and that's what initially brought me to, um, to trade it because I always wanted to be rich, right? Like even growing up as well, like, um, like my mom, she would take us to school. So before we do that, we watched like New York one. And like, um, I think like every few minutes they will show like, you know, they find a section and Warren Buffett would be there. And at that time he was a rich person. So he got his money through stocks. So I know like uh, initially is like a way out could be through stocks. But again, I don't know anyone who does that. But I know that you got to be rich to do that. So it was like initially I would need to have a lot of money to go into that. So me going into network marketing, it was another way for me to get more money. So I can initially go into stocks and be like Warren Buffett. That was the whole thing. Be rich like Warren Buffett and how to find a way to go about doing so. So, um, so yeah, you're going to cut me off. So, so Warren Buffett was your inspiration. From a little kid, yeah. And it's mainly because he was a rich person. And it's like, bro, we want to be rich. Like, and if we're looking at be rich, we're looking for the best. Like, you know, if you want to be, be a basketball at that time, you don't, you didn't want to be like, you know, someone's coming off the bench. You want to be Michael Jordan. Like you go towards the best. So it was like, it was that aspect. But, but again, it was, it was like, it was as if like, I got to be Warren Buffett all the time. It was like, no, like I need money first. So it was like, where can I look to get money at? And that's where you go to the other stuff as well. But but yeah, so um, network marketing I, I pretty much changed my mind. Can mindset. you define that for us? Like, what exactly is network marketing? So network marketing pretty much is um, you sell a service, a product or service. Um, well, it's an idea of have a business that has a product or service, and you sign people up, and you help them do the same exact thing. So pretty much, you sign someone up, you teach them how to do the same thing. You have a service, whatever it is, it be travel or a product like Avon or something like that, and then from there you have a downline. So you get paid initially from how many people you have in your organization or your downline, how many of them stay active. So depending mm -hmm. on the structure is, but if they stay active, you get a quote unquote residual income. And that's pretty much what it boils down to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So now that when you got interested into the stock market. Not so no, so no, 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 no. I initially got interested in the stock market as a thought because of Warren Buffett. Gotcha. I didn't okay. jump into that though because I know you needed money. So what really right. got me into the actual trading, um, it was network marketing. So at that time, I went to another network marketing company because I thought that was better, it was cheaper, um, and then you make more money by having another organization. And then from there, one of my uplines, I was following his upline on Facebook. And the reason why, because I figured success leaves clues. 
right? So Upline? like, if he, I'm sorry, upline. I I, I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. to talk no, 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 no. Like, like, there's some great. things I don't understand. No, no, you're know? great. You're great, man. If I I break it down more. So like again, like your organization, someone's gonna be above you, right? When you're doing that marketing. So if, like if you have those below you, that's your organization. And no, and and if like think about like think about this. If like if organization and you're below and someone's below you, initially mm-hmm. someone's above you above them, which is me. So I'm a part of someone else's organization. I'm above and they're above me. So I figured like if someone, if he was my upline, my upline's upline, he would have a better idea of how to become more successful, mainly because he's above my upline. So then gotcha. from there, um, he started, I started following him. You know, as I said, I fixed success these clues. So I was following him, figure out what can I do to make more money. And I saw he started posting different charts. And at that time, I've never heard of like USD slash JPY. It's more about like, you know, like um like Apple or, or Amazon at that time though, but like, you know, Exxon, things like that, which makes sense because it's a stock market. So from there, uh, again, he started posting more stuff and asked, what is he doing? He said he's trading currencies. I said, what the hell is that? He said he's doing Forex. And that's how I got initially started into Forex, which is trading. And then is, from there, yeah, Forex. Okay. Forex is financial market. Well, financial, uh, foreign exchange. Is it an acronym or, or is yeah, it like yeah, a yeah. Foreign yeah, foreign exchange. Forex is short for foreign exchange. So okay. it is also the world's largest market in the world. It's the world market, pretty much. That's really what, what it is. So um, it's not like the stock market. The stock market, you know, you have the NASDAQ or the, uh, <clears throat> goddamn, or the um, New York Stock Exchange. Sorry about that. So you have those yeah, things, right? right? That is like the stock market, as people think about that. The right. world- and that's, that's like domestic, right? Like it's like, if I remember right. correctly. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Right. And then, okay. Again, every country has its own stock market. Like Germany has its own that. Yeah, they do. Well, like that. the Europe, they have their own. Let me not say Germany, but Europe have their own. Um, Australia have their own. Asia has their own as well. So it's like ours is obviously a stock market, the stock exchange, as well as the Nasdaq. So from right. that aspect of it, though, um, again, like I started doing forex. Um, I fucked up a lot of times. Uh, you know, a lot of trial and error. Uh, initially, found what worked for me. Stay consistent with that, and then that's again, that's more of like a long term. I'm speeding up to where I'm currently at right now, but the whole. So, so when you said you started doing forex, like yeah. what does that mean? Like what? Like how did you start? What is what does starting forex even mean? Oh, great question. So what I was doing was I opened up a broker, right? Because initially I had to make a payment to get into like a group, and looking back, you don't really have to do that, right? So I made a payment to get into a group. I got educated from that, and then from there I just started applying the things that was learned to us. So a lot of time, like and, and again. Um, like trading, like you, you're trading stocks, right? That would be, instead of trading stocks, I'm trading the Forex market. So that's really what it, what it boils down to. So if, if you always don't know, trading about really is just this, right? So you have an asset and if it's going up or down in value, you're trading it. If it's going up, you want to go for a buy. If it's going down, you want to go for a sell. And depending on where it drops to or where it rises to, that's how you make your money. So a quick scenario is this. So let's say if like, if I'm trading stock market, right? Or no options. And let's say I get into into Tesla, right? Let's say okay. I get into Tesla at three dollars and three cents, and it goes up to three dollars and uh, three cents point. I'm sorry, three dollars and five cents. That two cents difference, you can make a lot of money on just that right there. And it depends on either how much shares you got into it, or you know, from a trading standpoint, you know, when it comes to forex, how much lot size you have. So that's really what it, what it differs. So from an investor standpoint. Uh, you're making money obviously as an investment, but as a, because if it goes up in value, you're going to make money. But from a trading standpoint, you're making money from the, literally the pennies that it goes up from. So obviously, if it goes up a dollar, you make a lot more than that because you know it's more. 
but from the penny exchange, from that's how you make your money. Same thing with Forex Trader, right? So like an example is this, if I was to fly to Europe right now, I have to mm -hmm. exchange our currency for their currency, which is Euro. So let's just say right now, um, the exchange rate, this is off the top of my head, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Let's say exchange rate is, it's gonna cost me a dollar and 10 cents to give me one Euro, right? Right now it's Saturday. Let's say um, on Monday, I go and I exchange the money back. And now instead of it costing a dollar 10, it's gonna cost me a dollar and seven cents, right? Mm -hmm. That three cents difference, it's not much, like especially like Sony like, isn't three cents. As a trader, that three cents difference, you can make a lot of money. So that's initially what it is. We're literally trading the, uh, the assumption that one currency will value the other or the price will go up or go down. That's really what it boils down to. But when you literally. trade, do you use your own money or do you use investors' money? How does this Yeah, yeah. I use, my, I use my own money. So great question as well. So you have retail traders and you have institutional traders. So retail traders like myself, that's those who put their own money into the markets and they trade it that way. Institutional traders are those who work for like hedge funds and banks. They use their money and they have traded that way. So initially, like, you know, again, if I work with a bank or a hedge fund, I'm trading for them, you know, you're starting off with like, you know, uh, at least, well, at least three, well, no, it depends on that. So at least five, at least five million starting off with, right? So obviously the more money you have into the market, the more money you can make as a return. You know, right. as a retail trader, you have your own money, right? And um, now, you know, things change with prop firms and stuff. But again, like if you have, you know, a thousand dollars in the market, you know, yes, you can make a lot of money, you know, depending on um, how your entry or everything is, but you're not making the much money you have like at, like you know, like a million dollars or so in your account. So, um, so to piggyback on that thought as well, and back to what I was saying with it, um, yeah, that's all trading is. So that's one thing as well. So I want I want you guys to think about a casino, right? And I don't like to compare casino to uh, trading, but this it's is a little, the it's best. a little, you know, because yeah, I have always the, with the casino, right? So it's but like gambling. Even, no, 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 gambling. no, and no, no, and that's not why I'm saying it. Because again, trading is not gambling. Trading is you losing past price. To the assumption that the future price will be an example of that or an idea of that, where to get out at. So the reason I'm seeing in casinos because if you go in a casino, you can't just say, "Here's my money, I'm in it." It doesn't work that way, right? You have to go, you know, to the house or whatever. You have to exchange your dollars for their chips. Once you have right. their chips, then you can actually, you know, enter the casino or, or place your bets. So with trading, you can't just put your money and say, "Hey, here's my money, I'm going to be a trader." It doesn't work that way. So you have to go into a brokerage account. You have to open a broker. You have to put your money into their broker account. Let's say you put $1,000 into it. Right now, you have $1,000 in chips in a way from a casino aspect, but $1,000 from a broker. So now you put that $1,000 and now you can go about um, trading the markets. So, and again, as a casino, with the $1,000 chips, if you make more money, great. You, once you, um, you go back and you close out, it's your money. If you put 1000 and you lose the money, you lost your money. So same thing with a broker. If I have a, a if I put a thousand onto a brokerage account, you know, and I'm trading it, if I make you know money, great. Once I withdraw that money, then it becomes my money. Same thing with casino. Once you go back to the house, you exchange it. Now it's your money. The gain is your gain, uh, and that's why I feel like a lot of trades they get messed up with because they're like the actual capital gains. Uh, it's not your money until you make a withdrawal and hit your bank account. Until okay. then, it's just floating money. It's just floating. Like you can't really say I made ten thousand dollars today. Technically, you did on paper. But did you really gross ten thousand dollars in your bank account? You did not until you make a withdrawal and hit your money. Then you gross that money. Right, right, gotcha. right, right. So, all right. So let let's let's go let's go into. All right. So now we got into investing in the stock market and trading. So now, what what when you said brokerage account, 
Yeah. What broker accounts can can we like like what do you recommend? Webull, Robinhood, so, or like so, what do you recommend? <laughs> that's I a great one. Yeah, that's a good question. All right. Um, I don't recommend Robinhood, like 100 percent I don't. Mainly Why because not? so here's the thing. So Robinhood is it's really easy and, and to go for. And I understand that, right? Like it's really self from from an uh, from an investor standpoint, it's it's like even to the average eye, it's simple, it's simple as fuck. I don't recommend that. I recommend Re we uh, Re I recommend Weeble uh, if you want to go that route or think of swim, you know, like uh, E-Trade, Direct Fidelity. Those things are way better. Um, and another reason why I know Robinhood is because, you know, Robinhood has a lot of shady shit going on. And when it comes down to your money, you want to be able to reach out to someone like ASAP because, again, I don't give a damn or have a dollar in Robinhood. It's my money. Right. So, like, if my dollar is not fully protected or, you know, it may be something which I can't get it right now. That's an issue. So again, for those listening, I don't recommend that. You know, if you want to take this serious, go with something that's serious. Don't just like go with Robinhood because it's easy accessible. Um, so yeah, so from that aspect, yeah. And when it comes to trading, same thing. So um, I recommend so for Forex trader, I recommend Eagle FX. That's a broker. So that's another thing as well. So a lot of people feel as if like you need to hire a coach, you need to join a, a network marketing company to trade. And that's not true at all. Right. Same thing with investing. Did you need to join an organization to open up Robinhood? No, you have to download no. the app. So same right. thing with you go anything else. You can just go and just download this shit yourself. You can put your like literally I, you can go to you can go to right now. EagleFX.com. You can open a brokerage account, set it up, attach it to your bank account. Right. You can deposit your bank account money from your bank account into Eagle. And voila, you can trade the markets. Another thing as well is like even with like trading wise. So like for those who really want to go a free route, you can go to babypips.com. Literally, babypips.com. That's a free Baby website. What? Babypips.com. B-A-B-Y-P-I-P-S.com. You can go there. It's a free website. If you want to get educated, they have a free educational source. And voila, you can go about doing so. Now the thing about that, and again, and why I do recommend education, baby pips, again, just like same thing with YouTube. You can go on YouTube and you can learn all these things, but you're not learning hands-on guidance, right? So a mentor, mm. or coach, they're going to give you their hands-on guidance from what they've learned, right? So like, again, like they'll let you know, like, hey, I've been down this road. I know that there's going to be a pothole, you know, 100 feet away. Avoid this pothole. Or when you get to the end of the block, you're gonna, you want to make a left. Don't make a right. Make a left. I've been down this road. I'm telling you, if you make a left, you'll be easy to destination and so forth. So again, like you can't learn that from uh, watching a video on YouTube or like, you know, from, from APIS. But again, like a lot of people, they want to take the free route and I get it. It's free, right? You do want to do things that, you know, make sense to you. But if you want really want to take things to another level, you got to invest in yourself, which is hiring a coach. Like again, if I've spent shitloads of money on coaches, but again, it was needed to get to where I'm at. Can you talk to oh, oh, Rich? You have Rich. You, you I want to go back to when he was, when he was talking about like, when um when it's a ton of money right okay coaches. Right. so um you lose is is it correct that you lose money a lots of money trading versus just putting five dollars into a stock great question so um it you only lose money and this is both as a stock invest as an investor or as a trader you only lose money when either you close the position or you don't have enough margin, right? You don't have enough capital in your account. It's like, it just goes against you. That's it. 
besides that, you don't lose money until you just close it. So like, so like think about like this, right? Like if I buy Tesla right now at $300, let's say it's $300 right now, right? I buy a Tesla at $300 and it goes down to $100. I don't necessarily lose money unless I just close that and then I just lost $200. But initially, that's the reason why people invest in the stock market because at the end of the day, over time, it's going to be more valuable than it is now. That's why it's an investment. An investment means that you're, you're dealing with a future asset discount at a current price. Why? Because again, as I just said, over time, initially, you know, my idea is that Tesla will be more than $300. So right. if it becomes, let's say $301, I made money, right? So again, as an, an investor, you want to hold it over time. As a trader, it's different because again, you're trading from the aspect of like, again, the, the penny aspect of the increase or decrease, you're making money off of that. Initially, obviously, it becomes the dollar, you're making more money or losing more money and so forth. But as a trader, you're more of like a day-to-day base or if you're a swing trader. So a swing trader, what that means is you're like aiming for the long run. You focus on a higher time frame movement of price, like the daily, the one hour, I'm sorry, the daily, the weekly, the monthly, and so forth, right? But as a trader, um, again, you well, you lose money because no one likes to see any any red, right? So like, but if I close no. a position, right? But that's also needed, right? Because you want to close a position because if it goes against you for so long, you don't want to marry a position, right? You marry a position as a trader and it goes against you. Now you're just pretty much about to blow your account and you don't want, you want to strive away from doing so as an investor, kind of the same thing, but initially like depending on what you're really investing into, I do uh, recommend you guys just focus on index funds uh, to be on the safe side, but initially over time, it's going to hold value. So with that being said, it's like, just go that route, right? Go with index funds or go with things that you think make the most sense. So I tell people as well, it's like, you have an Apple um, iPhone, you invest in Apple. Think about like something small like that. If you like, what are you doing at home? Um, you go to Target a lot, invest in the Target, right? Things that you feel is going to hold value. Microsoft, invest in Microsoft, right? You don't have to just like, don't just buy GM, I mean, AMC because that's what's in the news. Like if you're going for value, go to things that make the most sense. They're going to hold value over time. And that's how I go about investing. And I, that's how I teach, like invest into like, value you want value investment rather than you know the quote-unquote get rich quick scheme because there's no such thing as get rich quick scheme like legit there's no such thing even a lottery like you gotta how likely is it that you're gonna win a lottery tomorrow like that's very unlikely that's why people they but people strive for that and that's how people get they get paid for like lottery get paid because people think that like oh like i can be that next lottery winner and yeah it's possible you know i'm not gonna say you can't be that person but how likely is that let's be honest Right, like that's if you want to be real. Say that the lottery is the poor man's tax. You know, yeah, what I mean? it really is. You know, people literally put their paycheck into the lottery, and even that as well. It's like I, I remember I would see my, you know, like family members do that, and it's like you're spending so much money on the lottery. It's like you've never won. Like, and then again, I don't like try to strive away from their dreams because you know if that's someone's dreams to win a lottery, who am I to say you can't be that? But like when you really learn about the the lottery winners, statistically, like poor neighborhoods you're not winning a lottery like that whole no. thing with Bow Wow, that whole movie that's not happening like it's designed that way for a reason like certain areas that's really targeted for them to win it's not happening within the urban community so you're really wasting your time and money to doing so it looks good you now you may win a few dollars but again like if you're going to do that and make a few dollars you could put that same money into the into the market and over time make more than just a few dollars mm. think about it that way like use the stock market as, as your lottery because you know you're guaranteed going to make money over time. The um, lottery, you're guaranteed going to lose money. Maybe win, but you're guaranteed going to lose money, though. <laughs> like, 
in reality. So like um, that's just how it is. All right, so let, let's let, let's get in let's let's get into this. Let's get into this. All right, so now this is the part where you where you have to slow down. All right, let's say we get into a trade. Okay, and, now we're trading. Any okay. account. It, it can even okay. be Robinhood. Let's okay. say we, we we trade an option right now. Apple stock right now. I'm looking is hundred and forty seven dollars and eighty one cents. Mm, right. Okay. So now one eighty seven point what one one hundred and forty seven point eighty one dollars right now. It's funny. It's funny because like I don't even look at my Apple uh, portfolio or portfolio in general because that's gonna fuck me up. Like you just down telling me that. Goddamn. <laughs> because <laughs> I know. I know. Or a bad number. I mean, I know. I, again, I got in. My first Apple was in uh, twenty twenty. That's when I got it. it was around like like eighty nine. But besides that, though, I've been buying after that, and I have a lot of positions in after $170. Well, not, I'm sorry, $160. I got in a lot after that. So the fact that I'm down, you know, obviously that's not appealing. But anywho, so 140 something you said, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm just I'm just naming, I, I can even say Amazon. No, nah, yeah, nah, nah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's not going to like mentally mess me up. I, so, all right. so I try, So I start a trade option, right? Right. So now, how can I know that, okay, so Apple, it looks like it's going to go down. So okay. I'm going I'm to do a put. Okay. Or I see, I can do a call at maybe like $38 or a cents or something like that because gotcha. I see it's going up. Right. How, how, like, like. Talk to us about that. So uh, I'm I'm getting to a trade option in, mm-hmm. in in Apple. That's that's the first thing. What what's next? All right. So that's mm-hmm. not the first thing. The first thing is actually doing the work. So I don't recommend that anyone take a position without doing the work. So okay. a lot of trades they get messed up because they do the work after the trade. The work is done before the trade, right? So you have to mark up your charts, right? Where is your current level of support resistance for starters? That's the first thing you do. So, well, no, the first thing you want to do is market structure, right? So the market moves three ways. People can say other stuff, but this is what it boils down to. It's market structure, support resistance, candlestick analysis. Everything what, else. What analysis? Is, slow down, candle, slow down. Candlestick slow down. analysis. This is what, that's what I'm saying. This is the part where you have to slow down now. Hold on. <laughs> right, so you good. Said, you yeah, said market, market structure. Market structure. Okay. What is, okay. What is market I'm, structure? I'm gonna, yeah, I was going to break everything down. So <laughs> initially... The market is never going to go all the way up or all the way down, right? It's going to come up, going to come down, up, down, up, down, and so forth. Or it's going to go down, up, down, up, down, up, and so forth. That's market structure. That's the structure of the market. So you have two types of market structures. You have an uptrend and you have a downtrend, right? The uptrend consists of high highs and higher lows, while the downtrend consists of lower lows and lower highs. So with that being said, this is the reason why people say that you don't want to buy high and you don't want to sell low. I mean, you don't want to sell low. The reason why you don't, well, you don't want to buy high and you really want to sell low. The reason why is because, again, if we have an uptrend, right? Again, the market is going to initially keep going up over time. If I, you want to buy low, why? Because, again, like initially it's going to come up and come back down. When it comes back down, it's going to make a, a high low. And what that means is that your current low, if your current low is 10 and it eventually goes up to like now 15 is your next low. That is a higher low. Why? Because that low is higher than the previous low, right? And then the opposite would be true for a low, uh, low, low, low highs, right? 
Low low means that you know this low is lower than the previous low. Lower highs mean that this lower high or is, is lower than the previous high. Um, so again, that's market structure, right? Because again, as I said, the market's not gonna keep going all the way up or all the way down. The market loves to find stability, right? This is the like Broke again the stability. It wants to be stable. Stability. Yeah, okay. Right? So by doing so, that's why we have market structure. Now, in this market structure, we have support resistance, right? And what support resistance is think about as your ceiling and your floor, right? So uh, initially, if you're in a building and you're on the first floor, below you is the basement, right? But on your feet right now, the floor is holding you up, right? So like initially, if I touch the ceiling, that right, that would be the that would be second floor, right? Now, if let's just say I woke up the stairs, I'll use the stairs as an example. I woke up the stairs and now I'm on a second floor, right? So initially I'm on a second floor. The second floor, which was once my resistance or my ceiling is now holding me up. That's my support. So would it be above me? It'd be a third floor. The third floor would be my resistance or my ceiling. And again, like if I jump down and I go back to the, the, um, the floor below me, now I'm now back on the first floor, which would be my new support. Um, so again, you have support resistance. Again, the rest of that because when the market comes down, it comes down somewhere, right? So it's going to come to a level of support or resistance. It's going to go back and forth. Then from there, you have candlestick analysis. What candlestick analysis is, is being able to read the candlestick patterns. The reason why this is so important is because traders, they forget that we're not, we're using candlestick charts. If we're using candlestick charts, it makes sense for you to go about reading how candlesticks move and how they go about the patterns work. So as a technical, uh, as a technical analysis trader, right? So we understand that past price will help us with an idea of where future price is headed. That's the reason why you have the candlestick analysis because at the end of the day, the market is just made up of patterns that just like happens over and over and over again. The only thing that changes is pretty much the year and what's really going on, what's moving the markets. And then you have fund fundamental, right? So you have fundamental analysis traded, which is like, they just focus on news. Um, I recommend you utilize both uh, fundamentals and technicals. The reason why is because News, which is fundamentals, that tells you when to get into the market. Technical analysis shows you where the market is headed, right? So again, like as an investor, if I have, if I know that Apple's earnings is coming out on Monday, right? I know that, right? It's Monday at 10.30, right? I want to prepare myself. So 10.30 is going to be crazy spikes. Why? Because that's the news event. However, technical analysis is going to let you know that if we're out of support, and which is the floor, and we're holding the whole time, right? And there's another thing as well. So you wanna buy at support, sell at resistance until something tells you otherwise. And the reason why is because again, like if we're holding on a support, news comes out. What did I just say? If you were on a support, what are you gonna do? Buy or sell? You're gonna buy. You're gonna buy. So if news comes out at 1030 and this entire time we're just like, we're sitting on support, we're balancing on support, back and forth, back and forth. More likely, when that news comes out, price is going to rise. And then the reverse is true for resistance. More likely, it's going to drop. So that's really the basics of it. Obviously, you know, it is a little more in-depth things you want to do. Like you want to have a trading plan. You want to have the opportunity levels, people with discipline. But that's really the basics of trading. You buy support, sell resistance until something tells you otherwise. Um, you want to go along with market structure. Don't just go over what you think is going to happen. Um, and that's one thing as well. Is like It's also accepting that, like, I, I like again, like I've been wrong plenty of times, right? I can think that the market is going to go up, but the market shows me that the shit is going to go down. So it's not about what I think, it's about what the market shows me. 
So back to what I was saying about, about doing the homework, like the work is done before the trade, right? And that's another thing as well. Like just because the market is open doesn't mean that it's your opportunity to trade the markets. So what I do is, and I teach, you want to have your opportunities first, right? So let's say Tesla is, what did I say, 300? Yeah. Let's say Tesla's at 300, right? But my opportunity to get into the market is when Tesla goes down to, let's say, $295. So until then, I'm waiting until it goes to $295. Why? Because that's my opportunity. Yes, I can jump in right now, but for what? If me doing the work shows that $295 is my entry point, I'm going to wait till it gets to $295. I'm going to see how the market is moving around $295 because that's my opportunity. And if my opportunity shows that price will rise up, then I'll go for a buy. Right. But if my opportunity shows that it's not, then I'm just going to wait for another opportunity if I don't think it's going to be a sell. So, again, like again, like um, even as a Forex trader. So um, we overhear that Forex is 24 seven. That is true. Excuse me. It is a 24 seven market. However, as a trader, you can't trade 24 seven. It's 24 six. Right. Like as a Forex trader, we can trade from 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday um, to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday. And that is the reason why Forex has become more of a, a, a popular field, mainly because, again, like I don't have to wait until 930 when the market opens for me to trade Forex. All right. It can be 12 o'clock at night. I can trade. Why? Because, again, it's 12 o'clock here in America. It doesn't mean it's 12 o'clock in Europe, nor in 12 o'clock in Asia or even Australia or somewhere across the world. Like it's the world market. So because of that, I have the ability to trade, you know, whenever, whenever I see an opportunity. But again, as I said, and I teach as well, it's like people are like, oh, it's 5 p.m., I'm jumping in the market, or it's 9.30, I'm jumping in. It's kind of things are different. But in that sense, it's like, think about it like this, right? When you wake up, do you want to be bothered? No. No. When you wake up, you want to go use the bathroom. You want to go brush your teeth, eat, take a shower, right? Stretch, see how you feel. Check social media. You know, get a vibe of things. Same thing with the market. Why would you jump into the market? You don't even know what's going on. Like, let the market do what it wants to do. You already have your opportunity set. So again, as I said, if the market goes up at 300, why am I jumping at 300? I could be wrong. My opportunity is either, let's say, 305 or 295. Just wait until the market gets to those areas, and then from there, you can have an idea of what's going on. Because another thing as well is, like, the spread is going to be crazy high, and what that is is pretty much – um, how much your broker is going to make from you either being in profit or not being in profit. So they understand that brokers understand that, you know, especially retail traders, they want to jump in the market like this, right? Because for some weird reason, retail traders think that they're going to be better than the banks. No, you're not. Like you don't have the capital like a bank has. It's just, it's just reality. It's big bank, take little bank. So it's like, why would you do that? Like just allow them to go fight it out and just get your crumbs. Like, if you think about it, especially as a Forex trader, it's a $7 trillion daily revenue market. 0.00001% of $7 trillion is some pretty much good money. So, like, why are you striving to do that? Just, like, get the pennies. Like, and it's not necessarily pennies, though, but it's like everyone's fighting for, the, for the, a piece of the pie and ignoring the crumbs. So, it's like what I teach is, like, you don't have to go for the pie. Like, it's it's like... The thing about day trading is that we have the ability to make as much money as we want in a day. We just have to like increase our lot size or shares we're getting in. But it doesn't mean that you have to strive every day to make that money, right? So it's like, you don't have to make $10,000 every single day, right? Think about it though. The average person doesn't even make $250 per day. 
right? So let alone, you know, Yeah, average person don't make what? $250 per working day. They don't. The average person actually, uh, it's $53,000 is the average annual income. And majority of the country makes less than that. So if you want to put that, that's the reason why, like, again, that's why um, the average individual, they now need two jobs just to survive. Like, this is the world we live in. And the reason why is because, you know, inflation has has uh, rose crazy. We're in a recession. They want to pretend we're not. Um, but again, like all these things is the reason why they like that. But as I was saying, like, you don't have to strive to make that. Right. And again, like, man, you're not, if you're not even used to making a thousand dollars per day, why are you strive to make a thousand dollars per day? You're not used to it. Right. So just go brick by brick, build, build step by step. First, start making a hundred dollars a day, then $200 a day, 300, 500, so forth. Cause the only difference that separates someone making a thousand dollars and someone making a hundred dollars is either their lot size or how much they're into the um, into the uh, stock. That's it. It's the same exact skill set. It's not as if like, oh, like I want to make a thousand dollars because I have this skill set. It's the same shit. It's just how mm. much you're willing, you're willing to risk. That's the only difference. So like I tell people like, stop striving to make a thousand dollars in a day. You don't even know what, it's, what it takes to make a hundred dollars in a day. Make a hundred dollars and then from there just start building your way up. But again, as I said. Like, you know, greed gets to everyone, right? So, like, we, we're trading on a, a field. There's no cap on how much we can make, right? Like, again, and another thing, too, like, even me, I don't have big days every single day. It doesn't matter what. Like, some days I take losses as well. That's part of the game. So you can't run away from that. Like, trading is based on probability. At the end of the day, you just want to make sure that you're winning more than you're losing. If I'm, if I'm making, let's say, Monday I make, let's say I make Monday I make $1,000, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I lose $100 each. At the end of the day, Monday I had a big day. I'm still up. Right? Mm -hmm. And like, let's say Monday I make $1,000. So now I think I'm big shot. Tuesday I lose $300. Wednesday I lose $300. Um, Thursday I lose another $300. And Friday I lose that $100. Right? So now I'm back at zero. Right? And again, because people don't look at the probability. They look at it like, I'm going to, if I win now, I'm going to always do this. And that's where traders mess up with, because that's not how it works. Like, again, but I get it. Because, like, your first big day, you calculate this shit like, hold up. If I do this every day, I'm about to be a millionaire by next year. Like, it doesn't happen that way, right? And again, if you just work on a step-by-step -step building, you're going to be great. But if you focus on, like, I have to make $1,000 every day, you're not going to be good. You're going to quit. And that's the main reason why majority of traders quit. That's All a right. big bar. That is a big bar. Big bar. Wow. I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast, but we're, we're big I'm on bars. <laughs> yeah, All right. So <laughs> just a big on bar. But yeah, if you drop that impactful, it's going to be saved as a bar. I know. <laughs> All right. So if you don't mind me asking. I got to get like I gotta get like the most bars, honestly, from this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're only at that was the first one. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spit some shit. So let me, uh, let me stretch out a little bit. <laughs> so took too long to get that. <laughs> the, what is the highest you ever? Mm -hmm. What, what yeah, was the highest? Right, so till this day, um, the day of recording this, I've only profited twenty seven k in one day, and that was the only election when Biden got. Oh, pause, 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 pause. Don't tell no on that. Do not tell Nyra on that. 
do not tell if you tell Nyron that, he's gonna be like, huh? Wait, 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 wait. You're not gonna just say that casually and just gloss it over. It's like, oh yeah, no, I just need twenty-seven thousand. No, 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 it wasn't no no, it's not it's not casual because I vividly remember too, like it was the election, right? So the Dow, so I was trading Dow Jones. Um, I remember, I vividly remember that waking up the Dow Jones had a crazy gap and I was up crazy. And it's funny because I, I, again, I made that much. I got out. Right. And again, it was mainly because this is my biggest day, but looking back, if I stayed in, I would have damn near made like, like maybe 80 K or maybe more. But again, like these numbers is not like, I have friends who, who've done this in a day. They done hundred K days. So like this, this, this is possible, especially with trading. But um, but as of right now, though, that is the most I've made. I have students who've made more than that in a day. Um, How does it make you feel as a teacher? Like the fact that no, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, like literally, I have a student who made. I think he made fifty five k in one day. Like in that that right there. Till this day, no student has made more than that in a day. But uh, but it's it's obviously it's great. You know, it's, it's life changing. Obviously, you know, to, to make that much in a day. But you know, besides that, the ability to teach someone how to do that. That's really what it's about, anyway, right? Because again. We don't know these things. So the fact, like my job is to make sure that I can go and I can teach other individuals how to do what I'm doing. If you make more than me, that's even better, right? Because, you know, the student wants to pass the teacher. But if you just right. make an even like an extra $300 in a day or even like $100 a day, right? And that's why, I, again, I celebrate $100, $100 wins the same way as me celebrating that 50K win. The reason why is because any dollar you make out of your nine to five is a dollar closer to you leaving your nine to five. That's how I look at it. So like, again, like, you don't have to make a thousand dollars a day. You made a hundred dollars, great. Like that's life changing. Think about that. Like a hundred dollars in a day, that's five hundred dollars in a week. That's an extra two K in a month. An extra two K a month can change anyone's life, especially yes, with, current, really with, with current time. So it's like the fact that you can can make that, you know, you have the ability to do so, that's amazing. So Rich, Rich, you mind? You mind if I? Go ahead, Nairon. Because I, as soon as he said, "Oh, I made 27 k a day." Okay, so now Nairon is about to ask you another million questions. Right, know, go, go for it. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna get distracted by the money too much. I kind of want to take it back a little bit. Don't get upset. Don't, don't get upset at me. But I want to take it back to when you first started trading, right? Yeah. So you first start trading. Because I'm assuming that most of your students will be in the position you were back then, right? right. Like they come to you, they come to this mentorship yeah. program. They they just started to trade. So were you still working while you were trading? Oh, 100%. Not, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, 100%, so, man. So while you were working, I know the basic premise is you invest your money on a bet of a uh, stock well it's not up. so let's 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 trade, not say it's a, a bet, trade, right? not so, a bet. Trade. and trade. the reason why the reason why i'm saying it's not a bet because again like like is your interpretation of the markets right so like some people feel as if like you know oh uh the market is rigged which it kind of is but they feel as if like you know like um the market stopped me out and then it went my way no right the market doesn't give a damn about who you are like you're not that important for the market to be honest with you you're just not so it's like the market didn't stop you out. Your interpretation of the market was just incorrect, right? Because you lost a trade, but somebody else won a trade. So how can the market just stop you out? Like, but a lot of people think that they'd be like, man, this shit was just against me, hit my stop loss, then went up. And no, that's not the case, man. Like you were just wrong. Like just accept it. Right? All right. Accept, so, accept so. the wrongness. But back to what I was saying in reference to uh, to your question, no, like I, I had a job. Like I didn't just like, oh hey, you know, I'm full time now. No. 
Um, it actually took me way longer um, than it should have to put me to become full time. Can, um, can you give us like a rough estimate? So you, so you were working. So you get the Tony Robbins book. You, you, you learn about a whole bunch of different things. You start forex trading. You're still there's some gaps the between these things, though. Too, it's not like oh, I, you, yeah, know, like, you know, you know, the, so the whole here. the whole Tony Robbins book. That again, that was a gap. Like I didn't go from I spent fifteen hundred that month Tony Robbins book. No, I right. I read other things that initially got me into Tony Robbins book. I actually remember okay. when I purchased that book. It was yeah, it was it was a lot Life at that time, But oh yeah, man, I I think till this day it's an ancient Bible. Like if you are into anything finance, you want to read that book. It's very long, very tedious. Like I remember when um, my uh, uh, wife was my girlfriend at that time, I got her to read it. She got to like the, I think like page 30 and was like, this is boring. And it is boring. Like it doesn't really, it doesn't really get interesting until like maybe chapter three. And then from there it's like, oh wow. But from there you just like, it's just reading. But at that time I was just like, you know, I, I just enjoyed it. So, you know, that's right, actually so what me. So you get to the point where you're forex trading and working at the same time, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. I was I was so, super trash. <laughs> so so ain't we all super trash in the beginning? Of, of course. course, and that's we that's are. the thing as well. So like, you know, I tell everybody, man, like you're like, don't be afraid to just start. Like the people you look up to, we were all beginners. Like, but like, and they think like, oh, you know, I want to wait till I'm better. When are you ever going to be better if you don't actually take the initiative to start? Like, and they say, you know, I'm going to wait for time to go by. I wait for five years to go by. And five years, you're going to be five years older anyway. So you're either going to mm -hmm. start now and you you yeah. get better within those five years, or you five years later, you start. And then again, you just wasted five years because you could have did it before. And that's why people live in regret. I wish I would have done this before. It's like, don't <laughs> wish, just do it. Like, what's really the worst that could happen? You learn something and you, what? You just learned something. That's the worst that could happen. You learn something. Is that really bad to learn something? No, it's not. No. It's not bad. It's so tough. it's like, no, why, I agree. What's the problem? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know. So, so, so you're working and you're doing forex at the same time, right? Yeah, I was, and that's the thing too. So, a lot of my mistakes at that time, I didn't know better, right? So again, like um, at that time, my mentorship that I received, um, it wasn't great. But again, it was mentorship that I, that I had at that time. I was doing a lot of emotional stuff, um, a lot of things that. Traders should be doing like FOMO trading, um, you know, which is fear of missing out, um, jumping in trades when I shouldn't be jumping in, getting out when I shouldn't be getting out, jumping in because I see it going up or I see a friend say to get in, you know, things like that. It's like, that's not good. But again, I was doing those things and, and yeah. So, so, but, so when, so while you're working, you're, you're learning these things, right? You're learning. Right when not to leave, you're learning when to invest, you're learning, you're learning FOMO. When does that shift happen where you're making money from your nine to five, you're doing Forex, but all of a sudden the skills you've acquired are substantial enough where you can sort of, yeah. All right. So, yeah. um, so I was, I don't like listening to people. Like when I say, like, I don't like people telling me what to do. That's what I mean by that. And not from a coach's standpoint, but more of like a boss standpoint. Like, cause a coach, you're coaching me to get better. And sometimes bosses do that, but sometimes bosses like, man, do this shit cause this is your job. So I don't like people telling me what to do. So because of that, like, again, that boils down to me not going to college. My mom said, what are you gonna do? I got a trade, I was exterminated, got into network marketing and so forth. So uh, I quit my job and I quit my job way sooner than I should have. Um, I thought I was doing good at trading, but again, it was a lot of like a lot of luck. 
Like I think at that time I grew an account to around like I had like 27,000 in that account. So I'm like, I'm great to leave my job. And I blew it. I li- didn't remember blowing that whole money. And um, oh, I started doing wait, wait, no, wait. I remember it though. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got so many questions. I got so many questions. All right, all right. So what were you doing at the time, right? Were you were you were you doing extermination at the time? Oh no, I actually never did an exterminated job. Okay. All right. So yeah, what were, I just so, had the certificate. So again, okay. like from there, I just started saving money. I started saving money. I would, um, you know, just start, yeah, legit, just saving money, do things, you know, get paid for money aspect of it. Like I would do like um, my yard, well, my neighbor's yard work, get paid from that. Like, you know, obviously, you know, um, shoveling snow, shit like that. And then again, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would <laughs> I would initially like not spend my money. So like my mom and my family would call me like a black Jew. Like they would be like, He'll send spend shit. Like, and I won't. So I'm like, if, people call me cheap. And I always correct them. I go, I'm frugal. I'm not cheap. And, and exactly, exactly. So, right. like, you gotta, I you gotta have a different mindset. Right, right. Like, if I would find some way, like, can you pay for it? You know, like things like that. And no. not like, not, not a sense of like, not a sense of like, like, uh, I'm not paying for nothing because obviously I'm going to pay for some things. But again, I was very frugal as well. Like, a lot of things okay. that, you know, even when I started making, you know, what I thought at the time was some good money. You know, I again, I was blowing money, but I realized, like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. initially, again, like, I just read these books on these things. Let me not continue doing that because, right, I'm not, again, like, one thing about it as well. So we overhear that you have to, with, with knowledge, like they say, like, you know, like, knowledge is, is, is power. I don't think right. that's true at all. I think applied knowledge is power. The reason why is because if you're not applying what's being learned, what's the purpose of you having a knowledge? Like if I can read a thousand books, but if I'm not applying anything I'm learning from these books, what's the purpose of me reading these books? Right. And, so that's that's why I feel. Yeah. And, and, okay. to continue, and, and to continue for what you say, uh, I, I've learned that. And, 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 and shout out to uh, our previous guests, um, uh, our continuous guest. Her name is Shade Burrell also. And she was and she said to me that we can have the knowledge all we want. But if you're not executing and applying to it, then pretty much all you're just doing is wasting your time. Right. One thousand percent. And most people, they feel that way. Right. Like even like even now you buy course after course after course, but you're not applying the information. Like what is the purpose of you buying all these courses? Right. Or not even just that, too. It's like you're watching all these, you know, pod or listening to all these podcasts, interviews and stuff, you know, and like you're learning from these people. What is the point if you're not applying the shit? It's really pointless. Like you're like you'll become smarter. I get that, but it's like you're a, a smart, broke idiot. Really, like, if you're not honestly though. If you're not applying it, what is the purpose of doing it? I don't think it's a point. So, so, yeah. so, so, so too much information right? is bad. So it's bad for you then. Until so that's apply. another thing as well. So um, I don't think too much information is bad. I think that you can overwhelm yourself and overwhelm your brain, right? Like that you do gotcha. want to take some breaks out. So like even myself, like, you know, I aim to spend at least three hours a day, you know, either digesting or either the markets or just learning about my craft, working on it, podcast, audio and so forth. But it's still a point, excuse me, it's still a point where it's like, I got to allow my brain to digest what information we just learned. Because if not, like if I'm just learning more and overload, it's like so much going in, it's like, what am I really sticking to? I'm not sticking to anything. Good night, Ron. Thank you, because you know I'm so curious about this, this pivotal moment, this pivotal shift. So, right. so in order for you to make money doing trading, right, you gotta sell. You, 
in, in order for you to retain income, you got to sell the things that you're buying at a higher value than when you bought it, right? So if you bought something yeah, at five dollars, it's not worth ten dollars. You sell it for ten dollars, you're making five dollars back. As that's a trader, as an investor. Ooh, ooh, that's different. All right. Yeah. See, I'm going along the lines of trader this whole time. So, trader. Right, so, so again, like trading, and this is why I was saying before, as an investor, yeah, like if something is five dollars and it comes ten dollars, you obviously just made five dollars, right? If you right. take the money out, as a, right. as a trader, if something is five dollars and it goes to five dollars and zero one cent or five dollars two cents. You're making money on the pennies of it, of the of the increase. Okay, right. You were talking yeah. about crumbs earlier. That's what you were talking about, right? The crumbs. No, no, no. That's that's different though. When I say crumbs, because again, like as a forex trader, it's a liquid market. It's seven trillion dollar daily revenue. So again, you don't have to aim to catch the entire move. You can make a thousand dollars in a day and be great. You don't got to make ten thousand or thirty thousand a day. You don't have to do that. We have the ability to do so, but you don't have to do that. That's what I say when I say crumbs, like. Okay. Everyone's fighting for you know the pie, but they're ignoring the crumbs, and that's what so, I'm saying. So, like you could build the brick by brick is how you really go about compounding everything correctly. But if you aiming for a thousand dollars and you only one thousand dollars, let's just say you make a thousand dollars today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow you're up seven hundred dollars, but you don't close it; you leave it right because again it fluctuates. So you leave it in there, and now you like say yourself, I have to hit a thousand. Now at seven hundred it goes down. Now you're only up three hundred. You're like I'm leaving it. Now you're only up one hundred. I'm leaving it. Now you're down. And you're like, oh my gosh, I should have got out when it was up 700. That's your emotional trader. Right. And then we can probably go more that when we dissect that as well. But uh, to answer your question in full, um, as an investor, you're making money from that aspect, $5, $10, so forth. As a trader, you're making more of your money from like the increase of price from like a penny standpoint of it. Like, as I said, okay. like, like, um, again, like uh, if, you know, the current exchange rate for the euro is uh, it's in a dollar is a dollar and five cents. And tomorrow's a dollar and six cents. You're making a lot of money from that penny exchange. Depending on how much you buy, right? Right. Depending on your lot right. size and how much you get into it and so forth. If you were to go right. to a buy, if you went for a sell, you'd be asked out. So, so, so I, I, I keep going back to this because I want to get to to the point of when you, you made that shift. So, so you're so making that money. shift came years later. So initially, initially I started trading in 2014. Okay. I remember it was um, October 28th, 2014. That's legit the day that I purchased, um, I got into that that group. That was the day, October 28th, 2014. Now I remember it because my ex-girlfriend at that time was at her house and um, I bought it and I thought that again, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm looking at people make $40,000 in a day, right? So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be up there like in no time. I'm about to go into when I see it. that, I see that all the time on Instagram, and I'm always so incredulous because I'm like, come on, man, that, that doesn't well, make here's, sense. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, especially man, social media is one hell of a job. Don't, really don't believe everything you see on social media. I never do. And, um, is there's a lot of people who fake this shit, and this is the reason why you can't fake time freedom, right? So, like, what I don't do, I don't post numbers. I don't post um, like, hey, I just made you know 10K today. I don't post that stuff. I may post my students, right? Like, hey, my students made 3K, 5K, 10K, 13K. I may do that, but I don't post me doing that. What I post is time freedom. You can't fake time freedom, right? I know people personally who like, they rent a car, right? And like, they change like, they change their outfits, right? They rent a Bentley, change their outfits like four times, take pictures with each one. Now you think that you have, this person has a Bentley with different outfits. 
right? right. Or they'll go <laughs> to like, they'll rent out the Rich Carlton, right? With some friends, one bedroom, different clothes. Like you take pictures of the balcony and stuff. It's like, fam, like who cares, right? But again, like within these past, within these past, uh, what is it, 20, from 2019 till now, me and my wife, we've literally traveled to 14 different countries together, right? And each country we've been to, we stayed there a week each. You can't fake that, right? So again, also, like, I, I tell everybody as well, look at someone's day-to-day basis, right? Don't care about what they post. Look at their day-to-day life. You know who has money from their day-to-day base. If someone has money, certain things they're just not going to do because you have the ability, you have the capital to do so, and like certain things you are going to do. So like from that aspect as well, it's like, just look at it that way. Like, if if this person is making so much money, right? Same thing, right? If someone's making all this money, why do they keep flipping small accounts? Just think about that. Like, why do I, you know how much time consuming it is to flip a small account to a big account? Why am I doing that? Why do I need to flip $400 into like $3,000? Why do I need to do that? It does not make any sense. Like little stuff like that. You can just tell who is real, who's not. It's like, it's so damn irritating because like, People also make it seem as if trading is easy. It is not. It's simple, but it's not easy. Like trading is trading has become the the most eye-opening realization to who I am as a person. It will make you realize, like, who are you? Like, are you someone who's gonna be patient? Because at the end of the day, money is made to be a patient, right? So you gotta develop that. Like, you gotta develop, you're gonna you're gonna lose some days. Can you accept that? Can you stomach losing some days? If you can't stomach that, then it's not for you. No, it's not for you, but it's like, it's, again, it's not. And it's like, even making more money, right? So like, can you, like, if you're if you're aiming to make, you know, 10K, 20K days, you have to be able to stomach that you're going you're gonna to have some days in which you're down 3K, you're down 5K, you're down 7K. Can you stomach that? If you can't stomach being down 5K in a day, you're not ready for those days. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, people think that, like, you know, oh, like, I'm going to flip this. Like, it's not going to happen that way. Like you gotta right. be able to stomach these days. If you if you can only stomach being down like three hundred dollars or two hundred dollars, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what you can stomach to be down. And you have to realize that over time, obviously, you know, if you want to make more money, you just gotta increase your risk. But increasing your risk means that you're gonna either make more money or lose more money. That's it. You're increasing so, your risk. So. And I just promise this is the last time I'm gonna like go back to it. So you know, like I 20... haven't gone back to that story. I haven't gone back just, to that. I don't, yeah, want detract, so I, me. I don't want to detract from like the future and what you were currently no, doing. So let's so let's do this and let's stick with the step by step, right? So all right, uh, I blew up my money. Uh, a lot of emotion at that time. Shit just fucked up and I had a bad day one day and bad day into a bad week. Bad week into a bad. You had already quit your job or not yet? I did. I did quit my job. So I was doing trading, quote unquote, full time, but that was not full time because that and your income is like, basically from trading. So like whatever it is you trade at that time. But again, here's the thing, though. So that that literally stopped like maybe probably a month. And I was like done, like legit done. So I was 20, like, 20K is gone. It was I blew my money like I blew it. So Whoa. I was like, what am I going to do? So initially I had a friend who was like telling me about Uber. So I got into Uber. I started doing Uber and I was embarrassed about it. But looking back, I mean, that shit was life changing, right? Because it was a, it gave me the ability to go. Someone said, stop the cab. You're a This is not cab. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was at five 
21. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know what that yeah. was. But, I'm, I'm know, looking I have, at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit have receipts and records of all this shit. So. <laughs> and then, yeah. What would you guys do if you really made that much that? Oh, she's talking about what? when you made the 27K. Um, And then when people was like, oh, I made like 80K. <laughs> I mean like 50K a day. But like, I yeah, legit, I, I so legit have friends. About. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, that's, okay. that's not cap. I have friends who make this money. Like, Legit, I have a friend who made 100k in one day. I have that. All right, so but stay with me, stay with me. We'll get there. Yeah, anyway, let's let's go back to this. So, so again, I started doing doing Uber. So, you're doing Uber, you lost 20k. You're doing Uber. I'm doing Uber. So, again, like, and what what made me continue doing, um, like, again, I'm doing Uber to keep money flowing, like paying bills, and also because, again, I didn't want to stop trading. So, I'm also using that money to fund my my account. Now, the thing with, with Uber is like, what didn't stop me from trading is because, again, I'm seeing people make all this money. So I'm saying to myself, like, yo, at that time, like, yo, he or she, I'm smarter than them. If they can make this money, some shit, like, it's something got to give. I can make that money as well. Like, what the fuck is going on? So, again, like, that's the reason why I never quit. And looking back, I mean, it was a great decision um, why I didn't quit. But, again, one time, so... I initially was going to legit quit one day. I remember this too. So um, I was driving from, um, at this time, my girlfriend, again, my wife, was she my girlfriend at that time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was some nights I would stay at her crib. And she she lived in, um, in, um, in Manhattan at that time. So I was driving to her house. It was late though. So I'm driving, I'm on the phone with my friend and I'm like, yo, bro, I'm fucking done with this shit. Like, I'm like, I'm done. He's like, you're not. And I'm like, bro, I'm tired of losing money. Like I've man, I've lost so I much shit. Too, at that point, I would have been, I would have quit. I would have quit. I, the moment twenty k was gone, you would have had to put me in a final. No, no, but again, from, no. from that as well, it's like, like I knew, like, bro. It, listen, when you see people make, you know, thousand dollars in a day, right? Uh huh. You know that it, you can do it as well. Like, what separates you from them? That was my whole thing. Like, what the fuck is like? I can do this shit. Like, something has to happen. So, and that's what allowed me to get more into mentorship. You know, again, Uber helped me out. Like, that helped me, you know, be able to pay for mentorship, be able to pay for coaching, all these different courses. That allowed me to do so because I had that income coming in. So, again, like, um, it was, I remember this vividly. One day I was driving to um, to her crib and I parked up. I didn't actually go inside. I just parked up and I was in the car because sometimes I was sleeping in the car. Because as an Uber driver, like, again, it was easier for me to, like, just wake up in the car and then, like, I get it, man. Yeah, airport runs. Yeah, man. Airport drives and then you're making so much money and, you know, from there, and you're starting to be good. So I, I was vividly, I was, I was, um, I was pulled down. I, I parked my car. I was talking to my friend on the phone, and I'm like, "Yo, bro, I'm done." Like I had, like I wasn't like boohoo crying, but like tears of anger. Like I'm, like I'm fucking tired of shit. Like you're not done, blah blah. I'm like, bro, I'm fucking done. Like I can't, like this. It's just not working. Like shit is just not working. I don't know what it is, but shit's just not working. Like I'll do Uber until she. He's like, "What are you going to do?" I said, "I don't know. I'll do Uber." Until I don't know, some shit pops up, but like it's just not working, bro. So then, like, um, from there, I have my iPad. So, what I would do is I would have my iPad, I would trade off my iPad over my phone, and that's how I'll be like, I continue trading. So, from there, um, I had a place to trade, and um, I remember it was UJ at that time I was trading, which is USD JPY. So, I placed the trade, and in the morning, I woke up and I was up like damn near $1,500. And again, I was doing Uber at that time. So, I woke up and I was like, oh shit, like, that's when everything changed. Cause le- like literally the money. Yeah, so, so you had lost twenty k. You lost twenty k, but you got me, fifteen. 
No, 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 no. This is not me making fifteen hundred the next day or anything like that. This no, no, like I know. like a year later. Like I look, lost all the money, and from that time, again, me doing Uber for that year, I'm using this to also build myself back up. Right. So I'm building right, myself right. back up. I'm doing all these things, and that's how it helped out. So that whole story, when it comes to uh, me saying like I want to quit and and keep going, that was it. And another thing too. So I remember that, that very same year, in the beginning of that year. Uh, and this will also help me out when it comes to uh, my finances and, and then training as well. So the beginning of that year, I was doing Uber I, and um, of that time, even before I said I quit. So at the beginning of that year, I was driving home one day. I remember this. So I was in a Jackie Robinson driving home and a friend asked me to borrow some money. I'm like, yeah, bro, I got you. He said he wants some money until until Friday. So I looked at my bank account and I had $19.23 in it in my bank account. I'm sorry, 27 cents in my bank account. And from right. there, I was so embarrassed because like, People look at me as like, oh, H got money. Like, you know, H is the money guy to go to. So it's like for me to really like have that little money, I was just very embarrassed. So I just told him, bro, I don't got it right now. He's like, yeah, bro, like, I know you got it, blah, blah. Like, I was like, bro, I just, I don't got it right now. Like, I just can't do it. So I was, I was ashamed. So I literally went home and I just went over everything, all money and stuff. Like looking back where I went wrong and everything. Um, I asked my grandmother for um, $2,000. That helped me, you know, pay something down. That helped me out. That was my startup. So again, Uber did help me out, but Uber was me for paying my bills and stuff. I was still like, in a way, damn near living check to check, if you want to put it that way. Because again, a lot of my money was going to the markets, lose money, going to the markets, lose money. Like I just kept doing that, right? So I was like, mm -hmm. I would make this money, put it in the markets, blow my money. Make this money, put it in the markets, blow my money. And it's like, I was just tired of blowing money. So initially, yeah, fast forward. Again, I, I was talking to a friend. I woke up. I was up that much, and then I was I was still driving, right? I didn't like I'm quit driving. I was still driving, and then from there, it's like, yeah, I could do this shit. So, um, I just started taking it really serious from there, like literally serious. And then, um, fast but, forward. But, but I'm assuming while you were doing Uber, you were you were taking it seriously, right? So like, I thought. So here's the thing, though. Like, what really changed was again applying the information. So I'm saying to myself, like, what the fuck happened, like? For me to make this money and I wasn't making it before, what changed? And again, it's more about just being patient. Cause again, I placed a trade, I woke up in my car, but I woke up. So again, it was not as if like I'm getting out too soon, right? Or anything like that. I it's it really just locked up in my favor. It's the fact that I made that money in my sleep helped me out and helped me realize that I just gotta be more patient. But mm -hmm. if I was up the entire time, man, if I if I had made like probably like two hundred dollars, I probably would have closed the trade and I would like I made two hundred dollars. So nothing of that would have changed. And everything would have been back and forth of the make money, lose it, make money, lose it, and so forth. Okay. So now let's let's go. Let's let's okay. So let's go. Let's let's help our audience out now. So what trade? Talk about one trade. Where one trade that the one trade one trade that you did that made you money. So let's let's say well, you talked about the story about, all right, first you got up, you know, you wake up, you do your, you know, your morning routine. Right. Now you're doing your research on, yeah, you know, you CNBC, all of that. So I don't now, really do CNBC, but yeah, if you're doing options stuff, I recommend that. As a Forex trader, you don't need CNBC. As a Forex trader, all you need is Forex Factory. So you go to ForexFactory.com and then from there, it lets you know what the news is for the entire day. So again, as I said to you, like majority of the time, the market's consolidate until news breaks out. When news breaks out, that's where you want to obviously be in the money because that's what it's more volatile. So you want to have more volatility than anything else. That's the reason why like 2020 has been crazy because since 2020 now, the market's been extremely volatile. 
right? That's the reason why now you can make way more money in a day than you could before that because again, the volatility. So to mm-hmm. um, answer your question, like when it comes to one trade, um, well, in 2020, I vividly remember too, like uh, it was a Sunday, the market had opened up. It was around like, I want to say like maybe around like seven o'clock. I made 11 grand trading gold. You said what? On a Sunday? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember it because again, like at that time, uh, again, I'm becoming real better now. Like uh, now I'm full time. Um, but again, I'm not where I am now, but it becoming better. So I remember this too, because uh, my wife was on a couch at the time because uh, we had a, a one bedroom apartment. So uh, pretty much my office was like in attached with the living room. So like she was on, on a couch, I'm here trading and I'm just like, God, I'm, I'm up 11K. Right, so I'm like, you know, I'm close trading. I'm saying to my my wife, slow, like, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, bro, slow down, slow down. <laughs> up eleven, you said you up eleven k at that time. How yeah. did you do that? So that was what, that was trading like, gold. That was trading gold. So casually, no, no, it's not. It's not casual. So that was me trading gold. So I was trading gold, and it was a huge spike up. And again, okay. I had great positions, and the market spiked up. I just closed out. Now again, my wife, she didn't know at that time I was having a good day. So I'm over here like, damn, like. I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, like, damn, you know, like trying to play it off. Like, you know, I'm having a bad day. But the reason why is because I use that money to go get engaged. And yeah, it, oh, it, that nice. out. so well, besides that's that, nice. I was like, I vividly remember she was just like, oh, damn, I'm like, damn, like, but I'm ahead. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, she's over there doing that. And I, I'm, I'm great now, you know, not great. But at that time, you know, it was another good day, a great, great day I had. You know, it's the start of the week as well. Like a 11k week, 11k days to start of the week is always beneficial. But um, but yeah, that's 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 a big day. I can talk about that. Um, talk about the 27, which was you know during election. I can talk about that. Um, and then like just other like, you know, well like 3k days, 5k, 7k days like that. Um, but initially like those big days was those. And 20 well this year, a majority of this year, I wasn't trading like that, mainly because like doing dealing with my emotions. Um, so was that 2022, 2021? Yeah, that's it. And then 2021, we had, you know, had some great days, 2020 as well. And then, you know, we had a 30 day vacation and that was like, people was like amazed about that. And that was also an accident. So, um, my wife, she was just saying like, huh? Oh, sorry. I think you just cut me off. My wife, she was, so, all right. So the, the first time we went to Aruba was in 2019. Right, that was our, our um, like we had another great, great trip. So we just went to Aruba, and Aruba is owned by the Dutch, right? It's a Dutch, Dutch territory. So before 2020 really happened, our plan was to, because we wasn't renewing our lease, we we're gonna move in September. We're gonna become nomads, and then from there in January, we're gonna move to Georgia, buy a house, and we're gonna be good. That was our initial plan, and the reason why, because again, like we're like fuck it, like. We could just do it. We have the ability to do so. So in September of 2020, that was happened. Obviously, COVID, COVID changed everything. Uh, went to Georgia, which we currently live now, and then saw things differently. So we didn't do the nomad thing. But um, in 2021, yeah, it was last year. In 2021, so what we were saying was like, all right, like, what are we going to do? Because we weren't going to do the nomad shit no more. We obviously have a lease. We're here in Georgia right now. So we're like, 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 when I first traveled, what are we going to do? So she was like, well, let's go to Aruba. I said, all right, let's go. Because again, initially we're going to move to, uh, we're going to do Nomad. And a lot of it was going to be over Netherlands. Because we went to Netherlands and Netherlands is great. And we know that Netherlands is owned by the, by, um, by, uh, the Dutch. I'm sorry, by Aruba is owned by the Dutch, which is the Netherlands. So now right. 
So now again, we were saying like, um, uh, we we're gonna have vacation. We we're gonna go to Aruba, and then she was joking like, oh yeah, we should go there for um, for a month. And I was like, let's do it. So they looked at each other. We did the numbers. And we could do it. It was like, all right, let's do it. So we went to Aruba for a month, and then like you know, everyone was like, oh my god, this guy, you know, a thirty day vacation. And again, like that right there is a great accomplishment, obviously, because again, like that's again the, the benefit of time freedom, right? Like we can do a 30 day vacation without worrying about like, oh, how's that going to get paid or how are we going to, you know, be able to do this and so forth. Like we have the ability to do so. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but again, like, travel wise, like we just love travel. So as of now, like we kind of like, like summer down a little bit, but our last vacation, uh, Oh yeah, Columbia. We did Columbia for her birthday, and then okay. after that, we just went back and forth to New York. Since then, but I mean, obviously, I'm home right now. And so, we had our- so, so, um, I guess my further my follow up question is: so you, you, so you, you had the balance between the two jobs. You left earlier. You did Uber. You got that trade for fifteen hundred bucks, and then you, you was that like the switch that was like okay. I can do that was trolling. that was a switch where it's like I know I can do this. So then from there, like I literally breathed and sleep trading. Like I was looking at like what the fuck was I not doing? So I was like backtrack with all my other trades that I was losing, right? And that's when I started to backtrack. So before I realized that I wasn't journaling my trades and I didn't really have a plan. I was like, oh, let me jump in, let me jump out. I think it's gonna go up, I think it's gonna go down. So I started actually journaling my trades. So from there, it's like, all right, win or lose, journal the trade. Learn from it, right? What went wrong that you're not going to repeat? What went right? Those things as well, again, do you do the work before the trade? Did you let the candle close? Those things was needed because, again, I have an idea. Okay, now I know why I won this trade or why I lost this trade. I know how to move forward. So I started journaling more. And that was helpful because, again, it went, it literally went from like a downtrend to like now everything started to go up. Like, yeah, I'm going to lose some trades, but now I'm winning more than I'm losing. Um, also a trading plan, right? So I also recommend that, you know, it's so funny because like my least product sold is I have a trading plan ebook show you how to show how, how to create one and the whole template. My that's my least product sold, but that's the most important product. The reason why is because like you need a plan. So most traders they don't actually have a plan. They just go about like they just trade. They think they're good and so forth. That shit don't work that way. And I tell everybody as well. It's like think about think about sports, right? It's like you practice these plans in like the NBA. They have practice for a reason. What are they practicing? Plays. What are they doing in the game? Plays. How do they score? Because they ran the play. So why would you not run the play? But again, like having a trading plan, you got to also practice that plan and understand that sometimes you're going to lose, you know, trades. Sometimes you're going to lose games. Sometimes you're going to win trades. You're going to win games as well, right? You need that plan. And then again, from there to like stay consistent with that. I have a plan now. Now I know how about being, I'm moving forward with those things, with the plan and stuff. And then again, it just took time. So again, that's another thing as well. It's like, a lot of the story, like I am skipping and speeding things up. So that's why I'm going back and everything. But I don't want someone to think that like one day I lost 20K, next day I, I, I won 15. I'm great now. It doesn't work that way. Again, even with that whole process for me, like that 15 on a day, I'm still losing trades. I, I'm still made on winning more, but I'm still losing trades though. Right. So then it's just more about like learning from that. And that's how, again, that's when it, that's really how to, how to do the brick by brick aspect. So it does suck because like, you know, Seeing, seeing other peers and stuff, you know, they make like all this money in a day and everything. But just understand, like, all right, like, I have the ability to make that. But again, like, at that time, I wasn't risking that much, right? Again, that's risk tolerance. So I understand that's like, if I'm not making that much money, it's because I'm not risking that much money. So I got to accept that. Like, if I'm at that time I'm making, like, you know, like 
$600 days and stuff. And I'm, if I'm making that, it's because of what I'm risking. And again, just a brick by brick, understand that, like, you know, one day I may make this much. Next day I might. It's okay. It's the brick by brick aspect of it. And that's what really happened, though. But yeah, having a trading plan, journaling my trades, that's when everything just switched. Because again, like, okay. and that was, that was hard as well. Like, understanding that, like, discipline is the most biggest thing you need, right? You have to, again, you have to understand that it's like, just because the market is open doesn't mean you have to take the trade. You got to be disciplined and follow your trading plan. Like your trading plan says, wait until prices at this point or no, at a, your, or your opportunity for a buy, let's say support, you wait. Like you don't buy just because like you think the market's going to go up. Where's your opportunity at? Like, and again, like, let's say, let's say you don't follow your trading plan, right? And you win a trade. That's a bad trade. Why? Because you're psychologically telling yourself that I don't need to follow my trading plan to make money. I can just do whatever to make money. So if you're doing that, excuse me, and it works that one time and you do it again, now you become a gambler. Now you're not someone who's disciplined. You're someone who's just like, just, you're just jumping in, jumping out whenever, and that's just not good trading. Mm, mm, okay, so going back to when you said about the 11K, right? What oh, so was now that? We're 20, so now we're in 2020. That's in, that was in 2020. Oh, we're in 2020 now. Okay, that's okay, okay. So, yeah. okay, so, wait, all right, so, what was that one stock trade that made you? So that's the thing. I don't. I don't do stocks. So oh, I, at, do that stocks. Time, no, at that time, no. At that time, yeah, 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 yeah. At that time, gotcha. like, technically, technically, gold is a commodity. But yeah, it, uh, my broker is a forex broker. So the reason gotcha. why, it, it, like, I think that till this day, I think forex is the easiest market and the most simplest market to trade, uh, mainly because for starters, like the leverage is like. What option stuff you have is like one to 25, one to 50 max. You know, before you put on your broker, though, you don't have to worry about that, right? You could have a, um, a leverage of like one to 100, one to 500, one to 1,000. You can have that with, uh, with Forex, which allows you more buying power um, into the markets. So, again, um, going back to that, um, yeah, trading Forex, I get it. I think it's the, the most simplest to get into. Um, you can do it on your own time. It's not as if like you have to trade nine to five or nine to four. You don't have to worry about 930, I'm sorry. You don't have to worry about that, right? If you want, let's say you're working, uh, let's say if your job requires you to be hands-on from nine to five, it's difficult to trade, right? Forex works, right? You can go, when you get home, you can catch an opportunity at night. You can catch an opportunity overnight. Like you can catch an opportunity when you sit, when you feel it's beneficial for your time. So it, it helps you out on from that aspect of it. Um, what's the question? I'm, I'm sorry, I think I, I kind of kept going. Nah, you're, nah, you're good. Um, it was about, um, I was gonna act. I was asking you what was the what was the trade like? Was it like Microsoft? Was it Amazon? Was oh it, no no no. Uh, so, but then you said it was a forex trade, right? It, well, technically commodities it was gold, but that gold trade that was in July that helped me out. Um, before that though, um, I actually caught some some nice moves on a Dow, which is the Dow Jones. That's how I got into gotcha. the Dow Jones. So a mentor at that time he was telling me like, why are you trading UJ? So UJ is U, United States. Dollar versus Japan yen. That's a forex pair. Yep. So he was like, "Like, why are you trading UJ?" And I'm like, "I made some good money trading UJ. What do you mean?" So he's like, "Yo, like trade." Oh, he's like, "Yo, like UJ is not good. It's a slow moving pair. Trade GJ." And then from there, I started looking at GJ. And then like I was, some traders I would look up to, you know, at that time they would trade the Dow. So I started looking at the Dow Jones. And then from there, I made some good money trading Dow. And then I, I literally, I don't trade any forex pairs no more. I only trade the Dow Jones. I might go into like Ethereum or gold, but that's legit. That's the only thing that's on my list now. Mm. And the and reason I, why, because it's, it's just volatility. 
Like the money you can make in a Dow Jones is is fucking insane. So I don't want to get too deep into your pockets because this is a public platform and all that. Right. But <laughs> no, no, I really don't. Like I want I want you to be protected. But I guess my question would be like what's your steady income? At this point, now that you've learned everything and you've kind of gotten a steady grasp of what it means to be a trader, and right. at this point, sort of like a mentor, right? Like you also do mentorship programs yeah. and things of that nature. Like, like, what is a steady income for you at this point? <clears throat> I don't have an actual steady income <laughs> that I'm going to share. For the audience, the reason why we're laughing is because Clyde Slade said, "I'm always in somebody's pockets." Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> A little bit, but like I, I guess because you don't you don't work in that nine to five nine to five structure. No, so what I, what I actually do is um, I wife got me into it though, like pay myself as if I had a nine to five, right? Like a biweekly paycheck, right? So the second Friday I look to see what's going on, and then from there I'm good, I make a withdrawal and good. Sometimes you know withdrawal is the same, sometimes it's not. It's okay. And the reason why, because as a trader, you don't have the same income all the time. And traders forget hmm. that, right? Like you could have, you can make. That's, that's, say, no, that's like, that's like my main concern. Because oh, okay. that's a good question, guess, so my follow-up questions are really about stability at your current pace. Right. And like long-term sustainability into retirement. Like if you're doing this full time, mm -hmm. how are you going to set yourself up to make sure that you never have to worry about money in your 50s, 60s, so 70s? That boils down to your investment. So I always recommend traders, like, and I tell my students as well, it's not about how much money you make, it's how you manage your money. Because if you you can make a thousand, I'll go back to a thousand, you can make a thousand dollars, right? If you don't know how to manage that money, if you don't know how to make that money work for you, you're going to always be broke. You're going to always chase that extra thousand dollars. So that's when it boils down to your investment. It can be the crypto, it can be a stock market, and so forth. Your investments long term will help you out, and um, and I guess retire. Obviously, you want to have an IRA account if you are working. You know, four hundred one k those things as well. Uh, again, free stuff you can do. IRA account, you can open one up. You can go to like ally.com, open up an IRA. You can do it with your um, with your credit union bank. So people think that again, these are not things that you have to pay for. You can do these things for free, and. For some reason, people just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Make sure y'all write that down. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you definitely want to do that. And again, I, I don't want to get into your pockets or anything, but like, <laughs> how have, no, 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 like I'm so serious. Like, how always somebody pockets again. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because you know, because no, I, I, I can't. Like, it's it's wrong for me to ask for specific figures because again, this is your personal stuff. But right. Do you have plans for your future? And what do you mean? Like like retirement plans and things like that. So so like so you know how people that retire get a pension and their pension is based off of the amount of times they put into this company. The company saves a certain amount of money right. at the side. And once you retire, you get that certain flow. Right. You don't have that doing no, trading, I right? I actually I right. invest all of my money. Right, right. You invest all of your money. So with that logic. How are you planning for retirement? How are you planning to get that no, same you know, level I mean, of pension? I mean, I'm not really, I'm not worried about pension, to be honest with you. Like, I, I'm not, no, 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 no? not worried about pension for any of that stuff. I have an IRA account, which is helpful, but besides that, nah, I'm, I'm literally I'm all money goes to the market. Why, why not? Like, why aren't, are you so I'm focused? 
I don't feel the reason I, for it. Like, I feel like, again, like all of my money, all of my money gets invested. Besides just paying off bills and like cards and stuff, all of my money gets invested. Literally. I may have right. like a few dollars in the, in the bank, but that's like literally a few dollars. I invest everything. Right, right. That's, back that's to what you were saying. So again, like, because, like my, my investments will hold me for the long run. So let's just say like, let's just say hi, hypothetically, I can no longer trade ever, right? Let's say I get to like right. 50 years old, I can no longer trade. My investments will 1000% take care of me until I'm done. Is that, is that confidence or is that based on market analysis? Or that's, is that both. Like that's both. Like I invest everything. So it's like, again, doing the math, how much gets invested, especially over time, I'm no, no, we can't do math. I don't. I don't want you to put. Your no, no, I'm. I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm not. But I'm saying like, do it like me doing the math from the time frame, how much invested every month. You know how that cost average and everything. I'm gonna be great. I'm. I'm not. I'm not worried about a pension. And that's no offense to those who have a job, right? Because like, that's on uh, them, and, and I respect that. Like, that's what they decide to do. But mm -hmm. for me, I, I don't see the need for it. I don't see the need for working 50 years and just to collect a, like a few dollars pension. Fuck that. That's just me. No, 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 nobody does. Nobody, nobody ever does. Right. And that's fine. I just, because you, you said it yourself, like the market is volatile. Like, I don't want you to get to a point where you're like 55 and all of a sudden we had like well, another great depression. Well, here's the thing too. Like, so another thing, trading is recession proof. Like, I don't care about. It's recession proof? Hell yeah. I don't give a damn. Yes. Yes. So let me I say this, nothing. right? So for starters, it's a skill set, right? So as long as I have the skill set, I'm gonna be great. And like okay. um, even this whole shit right now, like I took a huge blow with this whole FTX shit with crypto and everything. But again, I have the ability to trade, so which has helped me out. But besides that though, back to what I was saying, like again, I don't I'm not going to say I don't care when it comes to like, again, because people's lives are affected when we have a recession. So I don't want to come up as if like, oh, I don't care recession. Financially, I'm not concerned about that because I know if we have a recession, I know how to short the market. I know how to buy the market. Like I have that skill set. So I'm not worried about if that happens, how are we going to survive from that? No, I'm not worried about that at all. So I was like, so I mean, how I think how, a recession does a trader, how does a trader survive a recession? Well, with their skill set, right? So again, like when opportunity sets, you got to execute. So like, let's say the market's going down, you want to sell the market, the market's going up, you want to buy the market. And that's how a trader within any market, it doesn't matter if we're in a recession, it doesn't matter if we're in you know, a bull market, a bear market, you survive by executing from what you know. And you just got to understand that, you know, your execution will either help you out or it's going to make you, you know, go into a deeper hole. All right. All right. So, so, so I guess I'll give you my personal, my personal experience. So here's 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 what I am right now, right? I'm not I'm not I'm not in the trading journey like you, but I I put I put I wouldn't even say a lot. I will put a significant I say I put a significant amount of money in Amazon in 2021, right? I like I like to use basic numbers like a hundred. All right, all right, all right. So so basically, let's say put yeah. All right, so let's say I put a thousand dollars in Amazon, right? Put a thousand dollars in Amazon in 2021. Okay, just say just say a hundred. Fuck it, a hundred, a thousand, whatever. I put right. for this for these circumstances, I put a hundred dollars, right? I put a hundred dollars in Amazon back in twenty twenty one, right? And Clyde, uh, <laughs> Richard's laughing. Clyde is laughing because this is the first time I brought up Amazon in oh, yeah. you know during our podcast journey. Just like Amazon is currently screwed me, and I want to find a way to get out. Okay. All right, so, <laughs> so all right, so I see where this is going. So you put your money in Amazon. Obviously, Amazon is down right now. You want to get out. 
I bought so, no, I bought it, I bought it, I bought it on a high, and right now we're really low. Like I'm, I'm about to like back the chains on the street, kind of low. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, All right. So for starters, for starters, and also listening, I don't recommend you invest money that you can't afford to lose. Right? I don't mm. give a damn if it's you think this is gonna go. I don't care Bitcoin. If we're back at and Bitcoin was at three thousand, let's say it's twenty twenty, right? And Bitcoin is back around three thousand area. If you can't afford to lose that money, don't go into Bitcoin. Obviously, you know, Bitcoin went to 69,000. You know, everyone says, oh, I wish I would have got into it. But no, you can't say that, right? Because like at that time, what you knew at that time, what you were financially going through, you didn't make the investment because of your situation. So it's nothing wrong with missing an investment because you're not financially able to do so. Like that, that right there is a great investment to not make the investment. So back to what you're saying with Amazon. Oh, like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's great. You know what? Rich, that is a bar. That is a bar we're going to use. Here we go, another bar. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Sometimes the great investment we make is to not make an investment because right. I swear, you know, Jeff Bezos, like I'm attached to him at the hip. I'm looking at whatever he does because I'm like, whatever he does affects my wallet now. You know what I mean? I see you, but I see what you're saying. But even that too is like, if, if all right, so right now, if you take this money out, right, because you're already down. So if you take this money out, you're going to take that out. It's a loss. It's a loss. Right. If you don't take the money out, let's say initially Amazon goes up, then eventually over time, you're going to be good. I mean, let's be real. Amazon over time is going to be a good investment. That's, that's, like, that's, what, as, like, that's what I'm thinking That's what I'm thinking It's over time, though. Like, you're, this is what, two years? Like, chill, bro. Like, you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I like your confidence, Mr. Kelly. I really I mean, over, over, it's Like, here's the thing, it. though. Like, 2020 changed everything, right? Because as an investor, like, yeah, we see our returns like this. That's not the norm, right? The norm is see your no, returns. But in 2020, I thought in 2021, oh, like, when, but no, like I'm saying I, from 2020 oh. forward, it changed how things are. Because uh, now like, the market is so damn volatile. Like, this is not normal, though. So obviously, with that, things have changed, but you don't want to change. Like, it's over time, bro. Like, you're gonna you're gonna make money over time. Like, but again, if you like moving forward, though, like, there's a lesson. So, like, if you have money that you can't financially afford to lose, just don't invest it into anything. But right now, like, um, you're in Amazon. I don't know what you got in that. We don't have to go deep in. in no, well, let's, that. let's say it's $100. We put $100 in Amazon. No, I mean the price you got into. I mean, I know, again, it's public. So we can probably talk that about privately, and I can help you out with that. But besides that, though, bro, like, initially, you know, it's going to, over time, you're going to be good. But as of right now, you got you to you gotta weather the storm, bro. It's right. Investing, investing have, is, have you ever is, like have is. you ever like put money into something? And, Hell yeah! Well, I mean, you've talked about it before. You talked yeah, about man. it like in your old days. Like, how do you? I guess psychologically, how do you hold on? Like, how do so, you? Again, you, and that's what I. So that's what I say as well, right? So I recommend dollar cost average. Said it already. So, but I'll say it again. It's, it's fine. I recommend dollar cost average if you want to get into the markets. And the reason why is because dollar cost average is you have it set with like either. You, you have, um, all right, so either every day, every week, every month, every so forth, right? You have a set amount that you have that's going to get withdrawn from your bank account and it's going to go into the market, right? That's the dollar cost average. That right there is the easiest way to get into the market. Why? Because again, like, let's say if you dollar cost average of like, I don't know, say 100, we're doing $100, $100 per week, right? Let's do that. Or let's, let's do per month, $100 per month. You don't give a damn what happens. Every month, $100 is going to go into the market. So again, over time, you're going to have, you're gonna have more value that you own of that share or um, of that um, that crypto, whatever it is. You're gonna have more that you own of that. But besides that, though, it's like 
over time, you're going to see the gains. Don't aim to see gains by, by next week or by midnight. Don't focus on that. Focus on over time. So, that, so, so like, again, back to me, bro, yeah, like how I go about it, turn that shit off, man. I don't, like, bro, it, it's so difficult. Again, it's your money at the end of the day. Like, initially, yeah, it's not really yours until you make a withdrawal, but nobody wants to see their bread down, bro. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody ever like, does. But you have to stomach that you are going to have down days, down weeks, down months. This is part of the game, bro. Like, you got to stomach that. This is part of the game. Like, this is this is what investing is. Not every investment is going to go in your favor. And that sucks because, obviously, like you, we want every investment to go in our favor, but not every investment is going to go in our favor. And that's okay. So, it's like, again, if you can't afford to lose this money, don't make the investment. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing to do. The best advice I can say for anyone watching this, if you cannot afford to make the investment, do not make the investment. Because, again, if I invest, what's well, 100 if I invest $100 into, I don't know, let's do Amazon, into Amazon, and let's say it goes down to, like, zero. If it's going to fuck me up, it was a bad investment. If I can I take that like, loss. I almost feel like, like, honestly, oh, I feel like I got to go to STD Clinic because I feel like Jeff Bezos personally fucked me with no loot. I gotta check in somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it's well, bad. Here, it's so bad. Here, here's the thing, too, bro. Like I lost a shitload of bread with FTX shit, right? I'm not saying uh SBF personally fucked me over. Like, yeah, shit just didn't go in my favor. And well, he's he scammed a lot of shit, so I could actually say that. Right. So so wait, wait, your money so so wait, wait. I don't mean to detract. So your money was tied into the whole FTX thing? Yeah, yeah. All right, so so how did so how did you handle that? I'm still handling it. <laughs> like this shit is fresh, bro. Like I'm gonna be honest, this shit is fresh. But again, I had the like honestly, trading really saved me. If I was not trading, I'll be a very fucked up situation. But trading saved me. And then this whole I had a very great week this week too. But yeah, trading saved my life, especially my financial life with everything going on. But besides that, though, like yeah, bro, like if you cannot afford to lose a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, you said that then you should have made the investment. If you mm-hmm. could afford it, because again, whenever someone's making money, we think it's gonna stay like that, right? Oh, I made a thousand dollars with this. I'm doing the Amazon, it's going up. It ain't ever gonna go down. Like, it's gonna go down though. Like, that shit gonna happen. So, again, like, if you can't stomach that, and again, it may take you, I don't, I don't know, it may take you like a year to get your money back, or even in a break even. Like, mm. that might happen. I, bro. I feel like I'm not gonna get my money back until we're out of this recession. Which honestly well, is going to be like two, three, four like years. I don't know about two, three, four years, but um, I mean, I think we're on track to see the fall of America. But I don't know how deep we're going to have this conversation. That's deep. That's another podcast. That's a bar, yeah, and that's another that. podcast. Yeah. I'm with you okay. on that one. I'm with you on that one. It's a bar and another podcast. Yeah, it's uh, this country's a shit show. Country's a shit show. Legit, <laughs> it is though. It's a shit show. No, yeah, it really is. Um, so. You know, I, Rich, I got tons of questions. Please ask some before I before I just like go off the rails. You're oh, good God. because this this we're like we're like you 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 you. Are you okay with that? Are you are you? I'm, I'm good, and that's and that's why like I, whoever's listening, I'm also going back because I don't want them to be like, well, this just happened and that happened. I'm like, no, this didn't happen and that happened after. It was a step for that to happen. That right. That's I'm what we started with over. before you even became a worker for the kids. Like right, how right, you right. started, how you grew up, what got you into trading. Like we want to get the whole linear story and make a couple of stops in between, yeah. you know, but we want to get the whole story. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so in the ending, when when we uh close out, what uh the questions is uh, and and now uh answer, and now ask it again. It's going to be your final thoughts, your social. Well, how can they contact you? Your social media handles, and talk about your course and uh and 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 everything. Okay. Um, but go ahead, Nyron. Oh, thank you, thank you. All right, all right. So so I'll just. You got mad excited. No, because I like you know it's how often we, do we get to talk to people that's in it who's now doing we, we get, the like, whole thing online? I got you, bro. We can really keep it going. I'm I'm good. All right, all right. All right. So my life is still out, and I'm good. I said enough time today. I canceled <laughs> the rest of my plans. I figured I didn't know how long it was gonna go. It's funny my wife was saying <laughs> I mean, too. She's like, she's like, how long is it? I was like, I don't know. She's like, you know, no, we're like an hour. Like, no, no, hour forty eight minutes. Like we're, we're deep in. Yeah, we're right. 10 minutes in. Oh, All shit. Right, so, oh, I see it. Oh, I was yep. right there. Oh, wow. Yep. Goddamn. Damn, we're 10 minutes in. Yeah, mm -hmm. after, after 10 minutes, this, this cuts off. Oh, it does. Oh, that's up. Go ahead. All right. Oh, so, I just, I so, I think I have a clear idea of who you are and your structure and stuff. And, like, while you're trading, you don't have a normal 9 to 5, but you give yourself an income as if you yeah. do have a 9 to 5. Yeah, right? Yeah, Bi-weekly, yeah. Perfect. All right, perfect. We talked about your long-term goals. So I guess for our audience members, and I don't know if this is like an insider trading or trades to the secrets or whatever, but like, <laughs> can, can you give us some insight into what sort of stocks you're looking at for the future? Like what, what? So again, when it comes to stocks, I focus on value as an investor. I don't trade stocks. So right. like, when it but, comes but, like but all right, so, so then like as an investor then, what are you looking at for the prospective future? Like, what 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 well, holds your eye? <clears throat> I think that, like, um, again, for those who are new to this, I think you should go into the S and P. I think that's like a best investment for you. Um, Apple's gonna be great. You can't lose with Apple. Um, you can't lose with Microsoft. Um, Can Tesla, you lose with like, Amazon? Can you lose with Amazon? Eventually, like over time, I don't think so. I think you'll be fine, bro. Okay, well, we'll, we're, right. we're gonna talk cool. offline, offline though. I'm gonna just like really dissect your your position, and everything. I think you'll be fine, mm -hmm. but um. But yeah, over time, yeah, I think like, yeah, Apple is great. Um, what did I say? Uh, Microsoft, Google, um, Nvidia is great as well. Obviously, the S and P. I recommend first S and P for anything else before you do individual stocks. You want to go with the index. Um, I think that we are going to take a huge hit next year. I think that right now we're seeing like a nice, nice little bull run, uh, mainly because of holidays, also because like politics and you know a lot of other bullshit that's going on that's causing the markets to rise so initially what i think is like i didn't think that you know they're like you know they're having a friend and stuff like yo get your money now right so we're gonna have a nice bull run and i want to say maybe around like probably around like march we should have like a nice little dive and even there i should start everything else so around like tax season when everybody got their bread i think from there we'll have a start um i but, think but why be because theoretically if hold people on, get on, their on, taxes on, back shouldn't they have more spending power Naira, I need you to marinate what he just said. He just said in 2023. Now, mind you, this is not the first time. You, you know you're not the only one that said this, right? Mostly investors and huge funds, the people that, um, it's a hedge funds and everything, put invest in the stock market says in 2023 we're going to see a dive in the stock market. I think, I think, I think we're on track to, um, to be – I think we're going to have somewhere between the Great Depression and the Great Recession. Or the Great Recession, Great Depression. I, I think that. 
It's crazy because no, we're, we're already doing worse here first at the DC and Census podcast. You better we're, hold on to your money tight. We're already <laughs> we're already on like we already surpassed the Great Recession, but for some weird reason, nobody wants to wants to admit that. Like this this comes to the shit show. Like honestly, though, it really is. But um, yeah. but I think I think that is going to be extremely bad. I don't want to be that person who's like you know, like chicken little sky is falling. But um, I think the sky's gonna fall. I think the sky's gonna fall a lot. I think that a lot of people gonna be fucked up. I think that, um, you know, people now, they're just like spending their money on shit that they don't really need, like as a lot, a lot of liabilities. I think that they need to start like protecting their capital. I think they need to save more money. They need to get out of debt quickly. And, um, and yeah, that's what I think. I, so, I, I truly think that things are going to get really, really bad. And best case scenario, what happened in 08, that's going to happen. That's best case scenario. I know I, I hear you. And and you know, if you look at the history of markets outside of the Great Depression, you've never really hit a low like the Great Recession, right? And when you have such a market high after the Great Recession, you're gonna get a really low low. So that makes you sense. Like all of that tracks. All that tracks. But like from an investor standpoint, I, I always hear and I always read that whenever there's a recession or whenever there's an economic downturn, there's opportunity. So there I'm is. thinking from your perspective. With all of your experience and all of your knowledge, you're probably like licking your chops, thinking, "I can't wait for that recession because this is where I could really." So, so even so, right? Out. Like, and that's the reason why you um you buy low, right? So when these things happen, the thing about it is that people they don't, the market is going to initially re recover. It's going to like it's not going to stay down forever. Maybe a year, maybe it's going to recover. Can you stomach that hold though? That's what it boils down to. Can you wait it out? If you can't wait it out, it's not for you. But besides that, I mean, even right now, besides alcohol's averaging, I mean, I'm just holding out. I'm waiting for a lot of shit to get uh, cheaper and for a lot of things to, you know, get fucked over. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, though. I mean, I I don't want to be that guy, but I do think that it's going to be worse than the Great Depression. I do. It's, it's so many red flags that we have. And I think initially we'll have the fall of this country. And we're on track to have the fall of this country anyway. But that, I don't want to get too deep into that, yeah. but like, can, you, can you talk about some of the signs you see? Can you talk about some of the signs you see? Um, right, so for starters, credit card debt, it, it reached another all-time high. It's been on, like, we keep reaching all-time highs of credit card debt. The last we we've got was um, 900 and, uh, uh, 930 billion credit card debt. Consumer debt continues to rise. Um, people's savings is lower than we, we had in 08. So again, like, if, if we have lower savings in 08, come on, and we're spending more money, and credit card debt is more, like, these are signs that are showing you. So uh, again, like, you, I don't, you can, Whatever data they show that you know th things is good, that's not true, right? Like uh, inflation is continues getting high. Inflation is not actually as as low as we're being told. The way we go about uh, inflation and how it's calculated is not the same. So because of that, that is the reason why inflation is this low. But it's actually put it this way: whatever inflation is, you just double it. Um, but besides that as well, um, uh, yeah, things are just getting worse for the average individual. Like again. For you, the average individual needs to have two jobs to just to make ends meet. That is not a good economy. How the hell can that be a good economy? So, like, if you put these things into perspective, these are all flags that are showing you that shit is bad. We're just like, again, the market is just ran up by just debt, debt, and then just spending more money. That money got to get paid somehow. Yeah. So it's like, how is that money going to get paid? Like, what's going to happen? So I was like, yeah. all these things, and though, but um, I, I know we only have like six minutes. I'm looking at the shit now. I'm sorry about that, but um. I'll, I'll be happy with part two to go with this, but yeah, that, I will, bro. I because I thought we we're gonna go into the economy, but we forgot about that. But um, oh, wait, 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 wait. okay, 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 okay. So 
you talking about a part two, and this time we're gonna talk about the economy. You want to set that up? I'm 100 down for that. You want to? I right, hold on for a second. Hold, I can't right, give you a on. date right now. So listen, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. We five minutes in. Uh, final thoughts. And what's your social media handles? Okay. Oh, me final thoughts. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> you're the guest. That's it. Yeah. Give me questions. Um, final thoughts as if like I mean, this was a great experience. I do again. I said it before. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm also believing to deliver a lot of value for those who are listening. And I also want to have a part two because I know for a fact a lot of things were like you know in and out, and I just want to be clarified with everything and help whoever needs it. Um, training wise as well. Again. You don't need to get educated. You could get educated. Again, if you want to go faster and, you know, further, you do want to get education. Besides that, if you want to go to free route, I gave you guys a free route, like beamfist.com on YouTube. Um, follow my all my social handles on, well, Twitter, Facebook, well, Twitter and Instagram. I'm on, I'm not really on TikTok, um, but Twitter and, and Facebook, it's handsome, at handsome Kelly underscore, one underscore. So it's H-A-N-S-O-M-E-K-L-O-Y, one underscore. So and the reason why I'm saying that is because there's so many fake pages about me. Um, it's not me. I'm never going to DM you asking you for money, asking you to invest with me, asking you for me, let me trade your money. I'm never doing that. Uh, be wary of those things. Um, Instagram said that they're actually not doing anything wrong, which is fucking insane because like they impersonate me. How did I do anything wrong? But besides that, though, yeah. So on Instagram and, and, um, and uh, Twitter, it's uh, at handsomekelly underscore. On um, Facebook, it's Handsome Kelly. Um, TikTok, funny enough, TikTok, Handsome Kelly underscore is actually taken. So it's a fake page of me that actually has Handsome Kelly underscore. And a lot of things that I've put out on Instagram that has Handsome Kelly underscore, they post it on TikTok and people that think that it's me. you at all? Uh, it's nothing I can do. I mean, it's like nothing I can do. So I have a TikTok. I forgot. It's Handsome Kelly something. I don't know if it's like, I don't know what it is. Handsome Kelly something. But I don't really use it, so I'm not going to promote that. But yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that's really where I'm at socially. Um, my website is handsomekelly.com. And then going to that, uh, I don't recommend my course for anyone. And the main reason why is because like everyone, I don't want anyone to just come along because people just like, they just bullshit. So like my course is someone who's like really trying to take this serious. I'm going to make you the trader you want to go into, give you the results you do. But again, I have a, um, a course to show you how to trade the markets. That is my four trade simplified course. Again, it's on my website, handsomekelly.com. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's my stuff. All uh, right. So that's, that's, that's the end of, that's the end. That, that's, that's the end of the episode. Y'all that's it. Yo, thank you. Handsome Kelly. Everybody know. It, Yo, all right. So the next one, let I, right, so we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk yeah. about this offline and we're going to, and this one is going to be about talking about the economy plus 2023 is coming. And this is what, yeah. this is the, December 3rd. So, yeah, we're we going to set this up. I'm also, very also, eager. Like, we, like, we really didn't get too much, and I wanted to talk about this, like your your path to like mentorship and training. Like, we didn't get yeah, that. Yeah, a, like, a lot of that stuff is uh, what's missing out. Like, uh, right, right, right. So, we're going to come back that to that. Right there is very important. All right, I know. I know it's huge. Right, I know it's numbers, huge. Got... The numbers is great, making that money and stuff. But again, the brick by brick process to me, get there, that is extremely important. A lot of it we didn't get into. That's another reason why right. I'm still part two as well. Right. No, you yeah, got I'm, it. I'm very eager to talk about the economy, mainly because like I like I like breathe and sleep my fundamental brain and how like how well I can read the markets. So I just love doing that. So that's going to help me out and help our okay. audience as well to see where I'm at. And I'll, again, I'll, 
I called out so much shit. Well, well, my students can tell you as well. I called out so much shit. I, I didn't call out COVID, but I definitely called out a whole market drop. Obviously, I didn't think COVID was going to be it, but a lot of shit I called out, it helped out in my favor. Ooh. You know, it went right. No, I didn't call out. I didn't call out COVID. I didn't think it was going to be COVID, but I knew for a fact that um, Trump was going to win, mainly because that I knew. Yeah, you know, we were bound to get into a recession. We have to get into a recession. I, I, I've been saying, yeah, actually, I said this too. publicly. Yeah, we I have said this on too. Facebook too that we like Trump's not going to win. The main reason why is because we are going to get in a recession. It just so happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be COVID that caused it, but hey, that's what we got. But yeah, yeah. we can talk about the signs I saw into that as well. It was it was too many flags that showed that we was we was down to to get into it. Gotcha. But yeah, I'll do that in part two. All right, all right. So that's the end of the episode, y'all. Ray, know what it is. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.